This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. Back here at Lexington High School as the Minutemen take the field. They run out from the end zone down off to our left here, the south end zone, and they are ready for football as we're still waiting for the Clear Fork Colts. And while we do that, we'll bring you uniforms brought to you by a material girl. In times like these, shopping online has become a necessity. Thankfully, there's a material girl. A Material Girl is a locally owned women's boutique where there's something for everyone. AMG specializes in hand-picked women's clothing at an affordable price. Check out fashionbyamg.com. That's fashionbyamg.com. For the first time this year, the Minutemen are going to go with those purple jerseys, the home purple. Of course, the first week they had a blackout, so they didn't wear the uh, traditional home uniforms. Uh, but they'll wear the purple jerseys, gold numbers, a little bit of white trim, some gold and white stripes on the sleeves. They've got those uh, gold pants tonight with the purple stripes down the side, and they've got the purple helmets with the gold stripe down the middle and uh, the block L on the left side and uh, the player numbers on the right. And, Nick, it looks like uh, do they do sort of like a the helmet sticker thing? Looks like they've got something on the back of their helmets there, but I can't tell what that is. Maybe it's just a, a different logo. I can't really tell from here. Do you see that on the left side? Uh, yeah, there on the back? I, I know when back when I played, we had little skulls and crossbones so maybe stickers. Coach Gerhardt brought those back. He, I'm not, or maybe he they were here last something. year. I'm not sure. Just now noticing those for some reason as we still wait for the uh, Clear Fork Colts as they are walking out now down off to our right down in the north end zone. Got about a minute and 15 on the clock, so they need to hurry up and get out here. It's funny because the last two weeks we've had the opposite problem. Both teams have been on the field too early, and now Clear Fork walking out extremely slowly here as they uh, get ready to run across the field. Uh, Nick, I already kind of gave my keys to the game, and I'm sure you're going to kind of line up with me, but uh, what's your uh, one key to the game tonight for Lexington to walk out of here with their first winning record after three weeks since 2015? I think just time of possession is going to be a huge factor in this game. Both teams kind of have the M.O. They're going to run the football, and they're going to run it often. So I feel like who can ever control the clock is going to come out of here with the victory. Now, unless Lex is able to rip off big chunks of yards like they did against Ontario week mm. one, yeah. then that will be a different story. But uh, if they're not ripping off the big plays and getting a lot of long runs and whatnot, I think – it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle in the trenches, that's for sure. Because you know, Clear Fork, they're gonna come on, come out and run a weird kind of triple option. They like to go with the Maryland eye sometimes yep. too, with three backs lined up in a in a little power eye in the back. But uh, yeah, they just run a lot of gimmicky things. They and they're I mean they got their quarterback uh, back, I believe. Yeah, Victor Skoog is back, so he's already got a year of varsity experience under his belt running this offense. So you know he's gonna be crisp coming out of here he knows the offense well and he's only a junior so he'll be back again next year so yeah. clear fork has a lot coming back they didn't really lose a whole lot they lost uh, brady tedrow last year that was their big big running back he had a lot of touchdowns against us but i mean other than that they they pretty much bring everyone back so a, a good experienced squad here from clear fork and of course lexington blew a huge lead down at the valley last year and uh, clear fork won that game by two points on a Last second, as time expired, uh, touchdown pass in the end zone where the receiver drug his feet. And, I mean, it was just – it was a heck of a play. And Clear Fork uh, completed a crazy comeback last year to 
to win that one. So Lexington trying to get that bad taste out of their mouth and try to get a win here at home and stay perfect at home in 2021. We're glad to have you along with us on fearthevillage.com. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. Clear Fork has the ball up on the tee. They're getting set to kick off. Lexington will receive first. And Clear Fork sends out Drew Blauser, who's been their kicker for quite some time now. The senior boots it deep, and we've already got a whistle. <laughs> Wow. They had a delay of game on the kickoff. So Never the, heard that one. The Colts are going to have to move it back to the 35 now and kick it off, which is – that's huge to start the game for the Minutemen here because unless you have some catastrophe, you're going to start with great field position here if you're the Minutemen. As Corbin Green, Carson Berry, and Carter Newman back for the Minutemen. And we'll try it again here from the 35-yard line. Blauser's going to re-tee this thing, the senior, 6'3", 230. Also, we'll get some time at tailback and defensive end for the Colts. So we'll try it again, Nick. Yep. Blauser gives the signal. He runs up, and he boots it down to Carson Berry at the 15. He's to the 20. He angles near side. He's to the 25-30. Cuts back across the field. And he gets out to about the 37-yard line. A great return. And Nick, as I predicted, Lexington will have great field position to start tonight as Cole Polly gets set to bring out the offense. What are you looking for tonight from the Lex offense? Well, I mean, they're going to run the ball a lot, but look to really open it up with the play action. I think last week it was kind of a tough week. They really didn't get the passing game going. They got behind the sticks early quite a bit, so they're kind of forced to throw. So really look for the Minutemen to be able to throw on their own terms this week and just kind of run their offense how they want to. Lexington will bring out two receivers, Caden Eichler and Carter Newman, off to the left. They've got a tight end on the right side of the formation there. And Cole Polly will be in the pistol. Corbin Green on his left hip, Carson Berry behind him. Takes the snap, and they were going to throw right off the bat, Nick, but somebody went early. It might have been, was it Corbin or Carson? I I think Corbin just had a little bit of a lean forward right before the snap. And interesting there, though, Nick, Lexington was going to come out and throw on first down. But they'll take the five-yard penalty here. And that'll set the Minutemen back to their own 34-yard line, first and 15. So already two penalties. We haven't even run a play yet. One from each team. Two off to the left again. They'll set up the same formation. Cole Pauley with Corbin Green on his left hip. Carson Berry behind him. They'll throw again, and they'll get it to Caden Eichler out here at the 45, and he's brought down at the 46. And a great play on first down there to start the game for Cole Pauley. He's one for one on the night. And that'll make it second and four after an 11-yard gain. Well, and it's great to see Caden Eichler just get an easy grab. Last week it was, it was a tough night for Caden, so it's good to see him get some confidence right off the bat. And Clearfork giving the uh, Lexington receivers all kinds of room there, just a, a bunch of cushions. So we'll look and see if uh, Lexington can sort of pick apart that defense tonight. As Hudson Moore comes across the line of scrimmage there in motion, they'll give Carson Berry right up the middle. He's stuffed. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to get a yard maybe. And it'll set up uh, third and, we'll say, two and a half. So third and short for the Minutemen. 
as Baden Forp will come in for Hudson Moore. And Cole Pauley breaks the huddle. He'll get them lined up. Carter Newman splits off to the right with Caden Eichler. Baden Forp will be on the left side of the line at the tight end spot. Cole Pauley in the pistol. Takes the snap. It's third and three. Back to pass. Throws. Caden Eichler's got it for a first down, and he fumbles the ball. He's back on it, and he had to go backwards to get on it, though, and that might have taken away the first down there, Nick, as he had the first down, he but he fumbled it backwards and had to recover it, and it's going to be fourth and, like, half I, a yard. <laughs> wow. Fourth and an inch, maybe. They might have to measure this, Nick, honestly. They may be setting up for a measurement here. I think they are. I mean, this is going to be – it's close. Now, just from my naked eye, it looks like they might have the first down. Yeah, it's it's definitely an inch. And uh, they've got the uh, the football laid up or laid down on the field right over by the chain gang, so this shouldn't take very long. Nick's got a great eye on it as he's over on the other side of our booth here. It's very I, it, close. They've got to have they, this. It, yeah. If they don't have this first down, it's fourth and like a centimeter. And they, wow, are you kidding me? Like a half a foot. <laughs> Not even, Nick. That's got to be an inch. I think you got to go here. Yeah. I mean, oh, just QB just, sneak it here. Just yeah, I mean, Cole's big Corbin. enough. Just, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is. Well, now, wow. are they measuring again? No, I think they're just making sure they spot the football correctly here and before they play. That is – Oh, my. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so it's going to be fourth and like an inch. Lexington's already out there ready to go. Well, and Clear Fork and everyone in this whole stadium knows what's coming right here. They'll send Carter Newman off to the left here, but uh, – Still in the pistol, though. Yeah, they're going to be in sort of a power pistol look here. Corbin Green on the right hip of Cole Pauley. Carson Berry behind him. Takes the snap. They'll give Carson Berry right up the middle. He might he not it. have gotten it. I don't think he got there. Well, they spotted him at the 50. Oh, and yes. they did give it to him. Oh, wow. Whew. That was a great push. And the referees are down here waving his arms like a madman trying to get the clock stopped. By the way, speaking of the clock, there's 9.46 to go first quarter. No score. Lexington on their first drive of the ball game. They started with the ball. And they'll add some time on the clock. So 9.54 is going to be put on the clock now as Lexington picks up a first down. And the ball is right on the 50-yard line. As Scotty Roush now in the game, he'll split off in the slot to the right with Carter Newman. Caden Eichler on the left. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol. Carson Berry behind him from the 50. First and 10, takes the snap, gives Carson Berry up the middle. He's to the 45, 40, 35, 30, down the far sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Minutemen have the lead! Carson Berry, 50 yards. And that's exactly how you wanted to start if you're the Minutemen. With 9.32 to go in the first quarter, they're up 6-0. 
and it looked like he was kind of bottled up on that right side. Clearfork had a great job. They were they, they were in position, and then Carson just kind of got shot out of a cannon. And before you know it, he was down the sideline and gone. Man. Will Perkins, the freshman, doing kicking duties for A.J. Young, who's out right now, is on to attempt the extra point. The lefty splits the uprights. And he actually hit the flag back there. That couldn't have been more straight, Nick, as the flag pulls right in line with the center of the field goal post. So dead on there for the freshman Will Perkins. And the Minutemen are up 7-0. to We'll keep it right here. Nick, you got a drive summary for us? It shouldn't take you very long. It was... Yeah, I mean, it, it was only, it was, what, uh, 2.28 on, off the clock? Well, no, 3.28 off the clock. But uh, it was passes to Caden Eichler. It was only a couple, it was four plays, five plays, and they were in the end zone. I mean, it was, they got one first down on the drive, and then they went for it on the fourth and an inch, and then the next very next play, Carson was down the sideline and gone. And Nick, you were correct. It was only two minutes and 28 seconds. I'm no math wizard, I, yeah, but me I uh, either. <laughs> Quick math is not my forte. That's why I'm here, Nick. That's why I'm here to solve everyone's problems. That's right. Speaking of solving problems, uh, Heather Pauley has done it again. I don't even know what these are called, the brown sugar cashew cookies. It doesn't really matter what they're called or what's in it. It's just delightful. Pure sugary goodness every week. Going to be sad when she's uh, not at the games every week anymore. As Will Perkins kicks it off, Clearfork will have the first chance to touch the ball. Wow. And over on the far sideline, <laughs> Will angled it right to the sideline at the, at the eight-yard line is where they're going to mark it. And uh, the kick returner back there, I didn't see who that was. Was that uh, Tristan Robeson? Nick, I, I didn't see who that I, was. I didn't catch who it was either. They caught it in stride running towards the sideline and couldn't keep his feet in bounds. He yeah, caught yeah. it on the run out of bounds. Yeah, he tried to tiptoe over there. I think it was uh, Tristan Robeson. I think you were correct. So, man, I, if you're Lex, <laughs> you couldn't ask for a better start. This Absolutely is reminiscent not. of the Ontario game two weeks ago. So, Clearfork's going to start at their own eight-yard line. They'll have two wide receivers off to the right, one to the left. Victor Skoog back there, the junior, takes the snap. He will fake a, uh, an end around and keep it up the middle on an option, and he's going to get one yard, well, maybe two. Well, they, they started this. Uh, they marked the, the returner out on the uh, kick return at the eight and a half. So Skoog gets out to the 10 there, so it'll be about a yard and a half. We'll call it second and eight. As Scoog's going to be in the shotgun again, he's got one way off to the left, two receivers to the right. He's got two receivers off to the left. One comes in motion. They will give it to him. It's an end around. Off this near side and flipped over and upside down. Corbin Green gets in there and makes a hit. And that was Devin Freeman, the senior, who came across and took that end around there. Yeah, only a gain of one. Corbin, once again, flying down from that free safety position. Does a great job. Read the angle and took him down. So that'll set up a third and long here already for the Colts. Third and seven. 
Five wide this time for Victor Skoog. From the 11-yard line, takes the snap back to pass. He's being pressured already, trying to get out of there. He's going to be sacked by Leighton Nosa. And who else was in there, Nick? I think Baden Forbes was, was down Baden. there, too. I think Baden was the one who made the hit, yeah. and then Leighton Nosa really cleaned that one up nicely back at the three-yard line. Well, and Victor Skoog had to do a great job, but he almost went into his own end zone. And had to I <laughs> thought that was going to be a safety. I don't know how he made it out to the three, to be honest with yeah. you. So fourth and 15 coming up. For the Colts, they're going to have to punt. Caden Eichler standing back at his 40. Corbin Green on the other side of the field standing at his, or excuse me, at the clear fork 40. And Drew Blauser will punt from deep in his end zone. He's almost standing on the line, the goal line back there. A wobbler gets out of there. It's going to be taken by Corbin Green, oh. who's wrapped up by the ankles at the 35. And he's actually kind of limping off here. And we have a flag on the play back at about the 25-yard line. And I'm assuming on a punt return, Nick, it's going to be on the Minutemen here. Yeah. We'll see. Probably a hold. Um, well, I think, Nick, they're checking with the clear four coach to see if he wants to re-punt or just mark off the yardage from the end of the return there. The, well, we'll see. Well, it looks like they already marked off the yardage. They did. But uh, depending on what I Coach Dave Carroll said, I guess they're just going to – they're still asking him if he wants to decline the penalty. I mean, how many times are they going to have to ask? So they did wow. – uh, Oh, okay, Nick. So we had offsetting penalties. We had a block in the back on Lex and illegal hands to the face on Clear Fork. So we're going to repunt. <laughs> Which, actually, if you're Clear Fork, that is not a good thing because you don't want to continue repunting back here in your own end zone. Drew Blauser was standing a foot in front of his the back of the the back of the end zone on the last punt. So, and you know what, Nick? Uh, where's Corbin? Corbin Green. Uh, he's getting right here, checked out by the trainer, actually right in front of us. And he did catch that last punt and got snatched by the ankles, and now he's sitting over here with his cleats off. So Scotty Roush in there now. They're going to re-punt. Blauser takes the snap. It's a good one. He's going to get a, an end-over-end kick away, and this is a little bit Ooh, of a wow. better punt for Clear Fork. This one will make it out to the 40 as Scotty Roush Watches it go out on the sideline over by the uh, Clear Fork bench. So either way, though, Minutemen have great field position yep, here absolutely. at the Clear Fork 40. And, I mean, Nick, no matter what you do here, I, you could run it with Carson. You could play action and take a shot here. I mean, you're kind of early on here. You're, you've, you're playing with house money. you got great field position. I mean, if you get on the board here, Nick, Lexington may just go for the kill early here two wide receivers split off to the left got a tight end I think it's Baden Forup over there on the right side of the line Cole Pauly in the single back pistol takes the snap he's back to pass throwing in the slot here to Caden Eichler who catches it and they'll give him forward progress to the 34 a gain of six on first down 
Yeah, that, that, those, these safeties for Clearfork are playing, I mean, 10, 12 yards off, so these little hitches are there all night. And, I mean, you don't have to be a math wizard to, to, to know that if you're getting six yards a pop, that's going to march you right down the field in a hurry. So if Clearfork's going to give you those short little curl routes, I mean, <laughs> Kate Eichler's just got to run a couple yards and turn around, and he's, he's going to catch it and fall forward. But then you've also got Carson ready to run back there, as we've already seen tonight. They'll send Carter Newman off to the left. Caden Eichler right near the line there in the slot, and Cole Pauly saw something he didn't like. I didn't see the play clock, Nick, but... I didn't either. The Minutemen will take a timeout. So with 6.36 to go, first quarter, Lexington with a 7-0 lead, and they're already marching down and hopefully... Going to be scoring again here shortly against the Clear Fork Colts. And as we mentioned in the pregame show, the Minutemen have not begun a season over 500 after week three. So they have not had a winning record after the third week of football in six years. That's crazy. And that, that year, 2015, they actually went on to start the year 5-0, and but they ended 6-4. and So they had a great first half of the year and a not-so-great second half of the year and uh, didn't even make the playoffs that year Wow! after a 5-0 and start. So you're looking to do something here if you're the Minutemen, if you win this game tonight that hasn't happened lately here at Lex. And going to Mount Vernon next week to start OCC play, if you win this game tonight, Lexington is really on a nice trajectory here, especially with the expanded playoff format. As teams are back out on the field, And Carson had a – I'm not sure what they just told him, but either way, Mason Thomas in the game. Second and four, Cole Pauly sends Carter Newman in motion. He'll give it to Corbin Green, who is going to take it for about a yard. Corbin was the up man there in the pistol. Well, I think what happened over here with Caden Eichler, I know that's what you were getting at. Oh, was it Caden? It was his eye black. It was all the way ah, down onto his it. cheeks, I believe. So they made him wipe it off just under, so it's underneath his eyes. That's one of the rules that they have around, I guess. I thought they were talking to Carson about something. But, yeah, I think you were right, Nick. And we've seen that before yeah. over the years. As Mason Thomas comes off. Third and about four here for the Minutemen. They're at the Clear Fork 34-yard line. They'll be in the pistol. Corbin Green right on the right hip of Cole Pauly. Carson Berry behind him takes the snap. Cole Pauly's going to throw here on third down. He's looking deep. He's got a man. It's Carter Newman. It's right over his head down at the 10. And I don't really know what happened there, Nick, because it looked like Carter got down there and then just totally turned around. He stopped running and turned around. I couldn't tell you if that was a an overshoot there by Cole or if Carter just kind of stopped short of the of the uh, where Cole thought he was going to be. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a definitely it was a tough it was a tough route. I mean, they were running a corner route over there, but Carter I think might have came out a little bit flatter than yeah. he should have. I think you're of right. angling a little deeper. That's probably a good way to put it. Fourth and four, they're going to go for it. From the Clear Fork 34-yard line, they've got Carter Newman and Caden Eichler off to the right. Corbin Green right next to Cole Pauly. Carson Berry behind him. They'll send Carter Newman in motion. 
Cole Pauly's going to hand it. Carson Berry off the right side trying to get that edge. There's going to be a flag on the play, and Carson's going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage and pushed backwards. We've got a flag here, Nick, but uh, more times than not, this is going to be a hold, and it's going to result in a turnover on downs for the Minutemen, and it'll go to uh, to the Colts here as the Minutemen kind of walking off here. It looks like they know it's on them. Still haven't heard officially yet. Man, Nick, after years of being here and the referee mic not working correctly, they've got it working this week, and it just about <laughs> blew everyone's ears out here in the stadium. And that referee is – He was excited about the call. Man, he's happy to have a microphone tonight because they don't always have one, but he's taking full advantage of it. That, that guy might not even need a microphone. <laughs> so here come the Colts. For the first time tonight, they're going to go in kind of a – I don't even know what you'd call that, Nick. It was more like a – I guess it was a pistol, but the tight ends were lined up almost like it was a wing tee there. And they'll run it off the left side for no gain. Second and ten coming up. Yeah, like I said, they Clear Fork just runs a bunch of gimmicky formations. They got a lot of moving parts, a lot of motion. Uh, it's just a lot of weird stuff going on. And like you said, it's set up like a triple option, but then they got the pistol back in the, in the backfield too. So we'll, we'll call it a two tight end pistol here. Two wide receivers, one to each side. Skoog, it's going to be a flea flicker here. And Skoog is getting chased down from behind. And he's going to somehow get out of there and get over to the sideline. And he's actually going to gain a couple of yards, Nick. Man, it looked like the Minutemen were going to have him eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. And he got out of there somehow. One great job from the Minutemen secondary, too, to stay home. And the I mean, I don't even think they were looking in the backfield to begin with. So the flea flicker didn't. I mean, do anything Man. to them. But the Minutemen, though, it's a good sign tonight. They've been in the backfield every play. And Nick, Victor Skoog, when he was trying to get out of there, it looked like when your dad's chasing you when you're a kid and you're trying to run away because you know you're in trouble. That's yeah. kind of, Victor Skoog was kind of doing that run as he was trying to get out of there. Third down and eight. Skoog going to take the snap. He's rolling right. He's got pressure again. Throws near sideline. It's caught, but not near a first down. And a nice catch, though, out here on the near sideline. That was Jay Jackson, a freshman. And it'll be a gain of about four, but not enough. It's going to set up fourth down and four for the Colts, and they'll send on the punt team again. And that means Lexington will send back Corbin Green and Caden Eichler to receive this thing. Yeah, a great stand there from the Minutemen. Two drives for Clear Fork, and I don't think they've picked up a first down yet. You would be correct about that, Nick. So Drew Blauser back to uh, back to punt this thing away. He takes a high snap. He's going to get it away from his 30, end over end. It's going to roll and bounce right towards Corbin Green, oh, but he's wow. going to let it go, and this ball's going to roll and roll and roll and roll all the way down to the Lexington 8-yard line. Wow. Whew. So by my quick math, that's going to be a 53-yard punt for the Colts. Spot on. Nick gives me the thumbs up of approval. And with 4.39 to go, Lexington's defense looks great. They're going to get the ball back with a 7-0 lead. But they'll be starting at their own 8-yard line. And actually, Nick, it looks more like the 9-yard line. So that's where we'll call it. So it was actually a 52-yard punt. From the 8-yard line, or the, the 9. Now I'm getting myself confused. <laughs> 
From the nine-yard line, Cole Pauley's got one to each side in the pistol, takes the snap. He'll give Carson Berry off the right side. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and there's going to be a big pile of bodies over there. And it'll set up second and 10. They might have given him a half a yard, maybe. So second and 10, Baden Forp will stay out there. Hudson Moore comes on. They're going to go with a bit of a jumbo package here. It looks like two tight ends. Caden Eichler comes off the field. And the Minutemen come out of the huddle. Carter Newman splits off to the left. Cole Pauley takes the snap, second and 10. Gives Carson Berry, squeaks through for a couple of yards right up the middle. And uh, that's going to be a gain of two. So it'll set up, well, maybe three, Nick. Third and seven coming up, it looks like, just looking over at the chains there. Minutemen on their own 12. 3.30 to go in the first quarter. Minutemen with a 7-0 lead off of a 50-yard touchdown run by Carson Berry early in the game. In fact, it was on the Minutemen's uh, first possession. As they come out now, a big play here. Third and seven. Eichler goes off to the left. They've got two wide receivers to the right. A single back pistol. Cole Pauley takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking down the far sideline. He's got Carter Newman, and he just overshoots him. Carter Newman was down there. He had outrun everybody, and they just couldn't connect. They did a very similar play to that, maybe the same one week one against Ontario, and it worked out nicely, but... Uh, just couldn't connect there. So the Minutemen now are going to have to. They're going to have to punt here. And Carter and Newman just kind of coming out of the scene out of nowhere. It just kind of seems to be Lexington's big deep threat this year. Yeah. Didn't really. I mean, only a sophomore. They so. will hit on that tonight at some point, Nick. That was there. And we were wondering who the third string punter would be. And it's Caden Eichler who stands in his own end zone. A great snap. Wow. And a pretty good punt as it's out to the 43-yard line, and a fair catch was made and caught by Luke Schlosser. For the Colts, a pretty good punt there by Cade. His punting debut for the Minutemen is Mason Trichu and A.J. Young both out. And out of all the people, I wouldn't have thought Caden Eichler would have been our third option. That would have been <laughs> one of my last guesses for sure. I mean, we've seen linemen, Kevin Grimm punted a couple of years ago, Caden Berry. Caden Eichler would not have been my first guest tonight, but uh, now we know. So first and 10, Clear Fork will take over, and they officially marked it at the 42. So they have it at the Lex 42. They'll be in that pistol. They'll hand it off, coming off the right side and getting spun around and taken down by Hudson Moore. For the Colts was uh, Tristan Robison. Robison, Robison. I'm sure we'll hear both uh, pronunciations tonight. But Mr. Clapper over there on the uh, PA said Robison, so we'll stick with him. Clear Fork has it now, second and nine. One wide receiver to each side. Skoog in the pistol takes the snap. He'll pitch it out to the left. Robison again. He's off the left side, still running. He's to the 30, and he's hit hard, but not before he got a first down. Out at the 29-yard line over there. And the Colts have their first first down of the night. And that's one of those weird plays where Victor Skoog tosses it to the left-hand side, and then he actually comes around the edge as the lead blocker on that play. Yeah. So they do a lot of that. 
So first and 10, Clear Fork at the Lexington 29-yard line. They'll line up in that power pistol look again, two tight ends in the formation. A single back, they'll pitch it to the right, and again it's Robison, but this time the Minutemen have it stuffed for a one-yard gain. And it'll set up second and nine. As the Colts trying to find their rhythm here, but uh, Lexington doing everything in their power to not let that happen. As Clearfork comes out, they'll have Jay Jackson on the right side. They'll have a couple of receivers split off to the left this time. Actually, two off to the right and two to the left. Skoog's going to be in the backfield by himself. He sends a man in motion, takes the snap. They'll fake the give. Skoog's going to go up the middle, and he's hit hard right near the line of scrimmage. And back there for the Minutemen, that was uh, how was that Mason Green, I want to say, Nick? Yes, you're correct. And Mason had a pretty good game defensively over at Shelby last week. We called his name a few times. And has a very nice stop there on second down to force a third and seven. Skoog will send two to each side again. They'll have a tight end on the right side. Third and seven from the 26-yard line. He'll send a man in motion. They'll give it to him off the right side and end around and hit hard. Hudson Moore brings down the ball carrier. And that was Tristan Robeson again off the right side. It's going to be fourth down. Great hit there by Hudson Moore. Well, the Minutemen doing a great job flying around, wrapping up so far. And that was a two-yard gain there, so it'll set up fourth and four. Looks like Clear Fork's going to go for it here. As Skoog's going to have two wide to the right, two wide to the left again. They'll have a tight end on the right side, so Skoog's going to be in the backfield by himself. Big play here for the Lex defense, fourth and four. They'll send a man in motion, fake the give. They're going to try to throw, but the minute men are in there, and they get him all the way back at the 34-yard line. And I believe that was Cohen Moore back there. Yeah, Cohen Moore came off the, off the backside on a little stunt. Gerhardt brought the blitz, and it worked out. Man, Cohen was in there before you could even blink. And that'll be a turnover on downs. Minutemen will take over at their own 31-yard line with nine seconds to go in the first quarter. It is 7-0, Lexington in the lead, and they'll look to add to that lead here. As they come out, this may be the last play of the first quarter. They'll have Baden Forp on the right side of the line at the tight end spot. They'll send Carter Newman in motion from left to right. Cole Pauly takes the snap. He'll keep it. He's going to come off the left side. He's bottled up. He's going to lose yards. And he's going to lose five yards, as a matter of fact. Oh, they'll give him forward progress to the 29. So he'll lose two. And that will be the end of the first quarter. Minutemen looking good here in the first quarter on both ends of the field. And they lead it 7-0 over Clear Fork after one on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of Ohio. OH.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. 
Start of the second quarter here as the Minutemen will have the football and they have the lead 7-0 at home over the Clear Fork Colts. And they'll be going left to right as we see it from up high above the stadium here at Lexington. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you on uh, fearthevillage.com. Ontario with an early 7-0 lead over Smithville, a game that was just picked up the other day by the Warriors as Madison had to cancel a game. Yeah, they had to cancel two in a row. Two off to the right. Cole Polly will start things here in the second quarter by throwing out here to Cade Neichler in the fly. Well, it wasn't it's more of a curl route here as he did get out to about the 35 but dropped the pass. So we'll set up third and long, third and 12 coming up for the Minutemen. Galleon with a lead, 10-0 over Upperson Dusky. Mount Vernon trailing Buckeye Valley, 7-0. Ashland trailing Tees Valley 3-0. Ashland in danger of losing three in a row to start this season. And North Canton Hoover over senior high right now 10-7 early on. When was the last time you could say Ashland losing three in a row to start a year? 2000 and, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, Nick. <laughs> Two off to the right. In the pistol, it's third and 12. Pauly back to pass. He's loading up. He's going into the middle of the field to Carter Newman. To the 50, to the 40, he's to the 30, and he spins out of a tackle down to the 24-yard line. A big first down for the Minutemen on third and 12, and it's Carter Newman. And that was a strike from Cole. Like you said, he loaded that thing up and let it rip. Right across the middle. How long was that, Nick? Now the 47-yard catch and run. Man, first down minute, man, as they are near the red zone now, down at the 23-yard line of the Colts. And they'll bring out two wide to the right. Cole Pauly in the pistol, Corbin Green on his right hip. Carson Berry lined up right behind him. First and 10, they'll take the snap, give Carson Berry off the right side, and he gets through a hole, but he's just tripped up. He's going to get down to the 19-yard line, but he was... Literally an ankle tackle away from a touchdown there. Had he gotten through that, he was gone. Yeah, he saw Green in front of him, and he had Corbin right in front of him leading the way too, just that ankle tackle. I couldn't tell you, Nick, when the last time Ashland started 0-3 was, but uh, we talked to Jake Fur the other day, and he said the last time they were shut out was 2008. Wow. And they were shut out by Clyde last week, 34-0. So 13 years. That's crazy. Without a shutout for Ashland. Second and six now for the Minutemen as Hudson Moore gets lined up on the right side of the line. Cole Pauly takes the pistol snap. Give Carson Berry up the middle. He will keep fighting, and he breaks out of a tackle, and he's going to get into the end zone off the right side. How in the world did he get out of there? 19 yards and a touchdown for Carson Berry. I thought he was wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, he he ran into a wall of Clear Fork defenders right off that right-hand side, and then you just see him break through. Unbelievable. Incredible. Man, I, I almost stopped talking. I thought he was just going to be wrapped up and taken down. He came out of the pack there. and <laughs> Man, so those, two touchdowns tonight for Carson. Those Berry boys, they just keep their legs going always. Will Perkins on to attempt the extra point. A good snap, a good hold. And it's just going to barely float through the left upright. And that'll give the Minutemen a 14-0 lead with 10.35 to go in the second quarter on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents, 
Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Keep scoring, Minutemen. We could uh, we could live with this every week as they're up 14 to zero now on Clear Fork. And they get set to kick off. Nick Ashland's deficit has increased now. Tees Valley up 10 to zero over there at Arrow Stadium. Wow. Northmore with a 10 to zero lead over Bucyrus. The Golden Knights looking to go three and zero to start the year. Have some more scores for you in a minute as Will Perkins has the ball up and he runs up and boots it near side. A pretty good kick down to the 10. Robeson's going to take it to the 15, 20, 25, 30. Oof. He had a full head of steam and ran right into a minute, man. It was Cohen Moore who made the hit. Good return, but, man, that was a hit. That I'm sure Robeson did not want to take. Absolutely not. I know I wouldn't want to. So, with good field position to start here, Clear Fork will have it first and 10 at their own 30. Lucas leading Winford 14-0. As Skoog has two wide to each side, sends a man in motion, takes the shotgun snap, fakes the give. He's going to run. He's going to roll out to the left. He's being chased. He gets a pass out of there, and it's over the head of his receiver. And that was Larry Fermi down here at around the 45-yard line, and Skoog took a shot. And now he's getting up, kind of waving his shoulder around, trying to alleviate some pain, it looks like. And Lex is really just getting a yeah, lot of just, pressure on it, and they're getting hits on yeah, it, too. They're just pinning their ears back, and they're sending at least five, sometimes six, every time. So second and ten, clock stops at 10.24 here in the second quarter. Skoog's going to send two to the left, two to the right. He'll have a tight end on the right side. From the 31, takes a low snap, and Cohen Moore's in there. He's got him wrapped up and takes him down back at the 23-yard line. And that'll be a seven- or eight-yard loss. We'll see where they mark it, but Cohen Moore is just all over the place tonight for the Minutemen. Man. I mean, he was that was a low snap on the yeah. shotgun snap, Nick, but Cohen Moore was in there by the time Skoog was able to pick it up. Yeah, and then, and then Cohen Moore made the initial hit, and then Matthew Dwyer cleaned it up. My goodness, so third and 17, and Clear Fork is in danger here of really letting this game get away. They've got two, uh, three wide to the right, two to the left. Skoog takes the shotgun snap, back to pass. He's being pressured again. He's going to roll left. He's going to throw left, and he's got him in. Oh, it's wow. tipped and caught, and over the 50, out to the 46 of Lex. What a catch. Good concentration there by Luke Schlosser as he kind of tipped it to himself, and then uh, nobody was around. Yeah, and then I saw Victor Skoog. He, he felt the pressure coming from the backside. He, he told Schlosser to go down the field and let him perfectly. Man. Tough break for the Lex defense there as Clearfork gets across the 50. That was a gain of 33. On a third and 17. So Skoog will have him out there in the same formation as last time. Five wide in the shotgun. Takes the snap first and 10. 
He's being pressured. They're trying to set up a little screen play and it works. He's got a man across the middle running near side now to the 25, 20, 15, 10, and down towards the end zone. They're gonna give it to him. As Jay Jackson was tackled right at the, the goal line by Jamarian Fagan, but he managed to get across and it's a touchdown clear fork and just like that, they went from third and 17 and they score two plays later. And we've got possibly an injured minute man back here. I think it's Corbin Green again and with Corbin, that same ankle. That ankle, yeah, the right ankle. Well, and the thing on that screen play, it was the the receiver ran underneath the underneath the yeah. blocks, and Hudson Moore was in position and just kind of over pursued. He he read it the whole way and just kind of got caught out of position there. And it was a high pass yeah. too, Nick. That was a, actually just just the catch itself was impressive by Jackson there, and man, he just cut across the field and took off down the near sideline. So it's 14 to six. Clear Fork gonna come on to attempt the extra point now as Corbin Green is off the field again. He is walking. I think everything's, you know, relatively okay. I think he just kind of tweaked the ankle. I don't, it's nothing serious, but just enough to kind of irritate him. So on to attempt the extra point. Carter Windsor, the senior for the Colts oh. and he Misses it. He shanked it wide left as he kind of kicked a knuckleballer yeah, there. Yeah, he kicked it all the way out of the stadium. It's rolling down the hill behind behind the fence. <laughs> and the poor ball boy's got to go over there and get it. Oh, uh, man. Good luck. Let's that see thing's if, in the woods. Let's see if he realizes it. Oh, and he just realized that he slowed down, and he's like, well, how the heck do I get out of the fence? Oh, man. What do I do now? Now he's looking for advice from the Lexington band. And the band is telling him, yeah, sorry, man. It went all the way over the fence, down the hill, into the woods. <laughs> and now the ball boy's contemplating jumping the fence. It's like, do I go he's for He's totally this? lost now. And no one's come to help him. No, nobody's no, helping no him. No other ball boy. He hasn't or... managed to find an opening in the fence. He looks lost. He looks like a, a sheep that has been herded. And now he's given up. He's running back he's to the like, clear fork sideline. Coach, the ball's gone. He's got to go get a ladder to get over the fence. Ah, oh, poor kid. Hope clear fork brought their extra footballs because that kid is not getting that one back. He's like, Coach, you got to go get this one. I'll get the rest of them. You got to get this one. Oh, he's going to get one of his friends over on the far sideline. Like, hey, man, you got to help Give me. Give me a boost. We'll keep you updated on whether or not Clearfork gets the football back. In the meantime, they're getting set to kick off with a different football after they get on the board. 14-6, Lexington in the lead. Shelby trailing Bellevue 19-13 in the second quarter. Hmm. Playing that game out at Bellevue. As Drew Blauser has it teed up, he'll get the kick away. It's a low one. It's going to be taken by Kate Eichler at the 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, cutting near side. He's to the 35, and he's fighting, and that's where he's going to be taken down. Man, hold on to that ball. He kind of had it out there like a loaf of bread for a second. Made me a little nervous. You run with a lot of loaves of bread out like that, Nick? Yeah. And how you do your grocery shopping? Yeah, you, you'll catch me at Kroger, just like that. Loaf of bread all out. So now they've sent somebody on the other side of the fence. They went and got a student from the student section to go around and get the football, and they're still not there yet. 
So it's still a work in progress. Minutemen first and 10 at their own 35. They've got one wide to each side in the pistol. Cole Pauly takes the snap, gives Carson Berry off the right side. He's going to be hit by Blauser and taken down, but he did get three yards before he was tackled. Second and seven coming up, and uh, in there for Corbin Green now is going to be Mason Green. Mason Green, is a, is a, he's a big kid too. I mean, he's, he's not a bad replacement. Yeah, and they're really working on Corbin's ankle here down here, putting a lot of extra yeah, tape on he's it. He's not going to be able to move it, which is the <laughs> idea. But Second and seven coming up for the Minutemen. They'll send Carter Newman and Caden Eichler off to the left. And the pistol, Cole Pauley from the 38-yard line. And one of the Colts jumped across the line, which forced one of the Minutemen to move. So hopefully they saw the Colt jump off, and that should be a five-yard penalty for Lex here. And it was an encroachment on the Colts. Hey, and somebody finally got the football back to the Clear Fork sideline over there. And you know the ball boy's going to take credit for getting it back. The coach didn't see that he didn't go get it, so he's going to go over there and act like a hero. And no big deal. I jumped a fence over there and climbed down that hill. Second and two, Cole Pauly in the pistol. From the 43-yard line, takes the snap back to pass. He pump fakes. He's going deep. He's got a man. It's Caden Eichler at the 40, and he's going to get down to the, well, excuse me, the 30 and down to the 25. And they were setting that up. And I mean, they ran a little hitch and go, and the Clear Fork secondary bit on it, and Caden was wide open down the field. Great pump fake by Cole Pauley. And it'll be a first down as the Minutemen continue moving the chains. And they'll have it first and 10 at the Clear Fork 24, so near the red zone again. 7.40 to go, second quarter. They'll send Carter Newman by himself to the right. Caden Eichler off to the left. Mason Green and Carson Berry with Cole Pauley in the pistol. Takes the snap, gives Carson Berry up the middle. He's fighting, he's fighting. Still fighting out to about the 21, another gain of three. As Carson's racking up the yardage three yards at a time here. And outside of those two touchdown runs by Carson, Clear Fork has done a nice job to hold him, you know, to five yards or less. But it's just when you're getting three on first down and you're connecting through the air the way the Minutemen are tonight, you know, three yards for Carson's just too much. Yeah, so far Carson was 86 yards on the ground so far tonight. Newman off to the right, Eichler off to the left. Hudson Moore comes in motion. Cole Pauly in the pistol, second and seven from the 21. He's going to be back to pass. He rolls right. He hits Mason Green in stride to the 10, to the 5. Leaps over a defender into the end zone. Touchdown, Minutemen. Mason Green from 21 yards out. And the Minutemen extend that lead back to 14. It's 20 to 6. Well, and I think right before the play, Cole Pauly went up to Mason Green and he, he whispered something in his ear. He might have said, hey, you're going to be open. Be ready to catch and run right away. So Mason now with his first career varsity touchdown. We've seen that a couple times this year with Carter Newman as well. The extra point by Will Perkins. This oh, wow. one is much prettier in it. That would have been good from... 40 yards out, and it's right down the middle. 21-6, Minutemen in the lead. 6.38 to go second quarter. 
on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Great first half for the Minutemen here as they lead it 21-6, but what you don't want to happen with 6.38 to go in the first half is you don't want to give Clear Fork any momentum at all. You really want to stop him here, get the ball back, and score again. If you're the Minutemen in a perfect world, and that would pretty much put the Colts out of this game by halftime. As Perkins going to squib it down the sideline, and it's going to be recovered at about the 29-yard line. Devin Freeman got on it there, but the Colts had a tough time re- uh, recovering that little squib kick there by Will Perkins, whose dad is just over in the next box filming for the football team tonight, and uh, he's got a big smile on. As Will has done a very good job so far. This is his second varsity game. Freshman. He's only missed one extra point this year, and that was last week at Shelby. Otherwise, he's five for five. As Victor Skoog going to take the first down snap, he's scrambling around trying to get out of there, and he's going to be wrapped up back at the 30 and brought down. And it was Mason Green. Doing it, doing it all so far tonight. Scoring touchdowns and tackling the quarterback. 6.15 to go, second quarter. Gain of one there by Skoog. It's going to set up second and nine. We'll have some changes here off the sideline for Clear Fork as they're looking to get set. Skoog's going to be in the shotgun. Looks like he's going to have one back with him. He'll have a wide receiver off to the right, one to the left. They're going to go on that power pistol look with two tight ends. Skoog, second and nine. From the 31, takes the snap. He'll fake the give. He's back to pass down the middle of the field. He's got a man, but overshoots him. And wide open streaking down the field was Milo Bergholder. The uh, 6'3 sophomore. He had a step. Thank goodness Skoog overshot him because he was open. But that'll set up third and nine. And more importantly, Nick, it'll stop the clock. So if you're able to get the Colts here, Get the ball back with plenty of time left. And the second quarter. It's uh, 21 to 6, Lexington in the lead. As Skoog's going to send two to the left, two to the right. They'll have a tight end on the right as well. Third and nine from the 31 yard line. Skoog sends a man in motion. They'll run a reverse here, coming off the right side and being bottled up for a gain of one or two is going to be Tristan Robison. Reverse there, a little trickery, but Lexington gets a big stop, and Clear Fork's going to have to punt this ball away as they'll have Corbin Green, who's hobbling back to return it. Caden Eichler also back there. Actually, they're going to get Corbin off the field now for Scotty Roush. 
So Roush and Eichler back at their own 34-yard line, getting set to return this Drew Blauser. He's had a decent night punting tonight. He stands at his own 22, takes a pretty good snap. He gets a low wobbler out of there. It's going to go towards Caden Eichler. He's going to pick it up on the run, 35-40. 45 and hit out of bounds down here at the 47. And a great return by Caden there to set up great field position for the Minutemen. At the 48 is where they're going to put him. So Great spot. Pretty good. Yeah, good spot, good return. And the Minutemen have it first and 10 at their own 48-yard line with a 15-point lead, 21-6 here at home against one of their many rivals, the Clear Fork Colts. 4.50 to go, second quarter. Cole Pauly going to send Carter Newman off to the left. Kate Eichler is going to go in the slot left. Baden Forup in at the tight end on the right side of the line in the pistol. Cole Pauly from the 48 takes the snap, fakes the give. He's back to pass. He's looking down the field. He's got Carter Newman, but overshoots him. As it looked like Carter was kind of cutting in, and Cole Pauly threw it as if it was just a, a post or a stick route there by Carter. Regardless, Carter did have a step again. I mean, he's really really the speedster out there on the edge. Well, I'm loving this play action tonight, Nick. I mean, the Minutemen have set up so much on the, the run defense the last two weeks. I mean, any film that Clear Fork has is just going to show Lexington running and running and yep. running, and now they come out tonight, all kinds of play actions, and Clear Fork just looks lost. They're lucky Lexington hasn't connected more. Exactly. Carter Newman off to the right. Eichler slot left. And the pistol, they'll send Newman in motion. They'll run a reverse of their own. Caden Eichler coming off the right oh. side, and they've got to throw a horse collar on that by Drew Blauser, and they do. As he had Caden Eichler by the neck there and brought him down, that's going to be a first down minute, men. So they will replay second down, but it's going to be a 15-yard penalty. They weren't able to get a – from the end of the play there, 15 yards wasn't going to be a first down. But it's still going to set up second and three, Nick, and it's going to get Lexington on the clear fork side of the field again at their 45-yard uh, line. As Baden Fork comes on, Cole Pauly getting them lined up here. And Carter Newman going to go off to the right. Mason Thomas off to the left. And the pistol, Corbin Green on the left hip of Cole Pauly. Carson Berry behind him. They'll send Baden four up in motion. Second and three from the 45. Pauly takes the snap. Give Carson Berry up the middle. He's trying to shoot through there. Tried to stay on his feet. And he's going to get two yards. It'll set up third and one. And the Minutemen will be down to the 43-yard line. So third and one, Minutemen. This is a big play here because you want to keep the chains moving and score here before halftime if you're Lex. I mean, they could really yeah. put this game in jeopardy for the Colts by the end of the – or by, by halftime here if, if the Minutemen can get into the end zone again. Well, don't be so soon to speak. Reminiscent of last That's year. <laughs> Mason Thomas off to the left. Carter Newman off to the right in the pistol. Pauly takes the snap and gives Carson Berry right up the middle for a first down. It looks like he got two. They needed one. And they'll get out to the 41-yard line. Carson with the short yardage, but it's been effective tonight as he has been able to 
burst those two long ones for touchdowns. Everything else has been short yardage. Well, and like you said, those those short yardage, act, uh, they add up, and then they take a toll on the defense, too. Constantly having to try and bring down Carson Berry is not fun. Well, and now you're running the clock down on purpose here to try to score before half and not give the Colts time. Yeah. Two wide left. First and ten. Pauly in the pistol. Takes the snap. He's going to throw. And it was... A pass intended for Carter Newman. It's tipped up in the air and caught. Caden Eichler got it as that thing went 20 feet in the air. And Caden Eichler caught it. It's going to be a gain of eight. I have no idea how that happened, but that pass was intended for Carter Newman. But Caden Eichler cut in front of it and got a hand on it and tipped it right up in the air and then got back underneath it somehow. And, you know, we, we see something new, I swear. Every, every year, every game, there's something that we haven't seen before. And, I mean, there was a couple Colts around there, but yeah. Hayden Eichler using Went his basketball skills, yep. going up there like a rebound, bringing it down. 2.20 to go. Clock is running in the first half. Second and two. Minute men send two to the right. Mason Green in there now in the pistol with Cole Polly as well as Carson Berry. They'll take the snap, fake the give. Cole's going to pitch it out, but we're going to blow the play dead here. Was there a, a snap infraction? I wonder, Nick. Ah, look yep. at that. Like you know what, Nick? We haven't had a snap infraction in the three years we've done this. And I just called that yep. off the top of my head. Look at you. Man, I am in midseason form tonight. Unfortunately, though, I'm celebrating, and it was a penalty on the Minutemen, so that'll move them back five yards. I think the center must have sort of uh, – Motioned as if he was going to snap it and then set the ball back down and snapped it again. Yep. So third, excuse me, second and seven coming up for the Minutemen from the Colts' 38-yard line. We're going to have a timeout Minutemen here as there was some confusion. That's okay, though. That's why you have them. 148 to go, second quarter. Minutemen with a 21-6 lead. And they'll have it second and seven after the timeout from the Colts' 38-yard line. So they're right on the doorstep of scoring again. You know, you get inside the 20-yard line, and uh, I think Coach Gerhardt might be comfortable putting Will Perkins out there, but you got time to score here. You still got one timeout, as Cole Pauley did take a timeout early in the first half. So the Minutemen down to one, but of course in high school, the clock always stops momentarily after a first down, so theoretically here, if you're the Minutemen and you're moving the ball, you got plenty of time. And we'll see what they do as the Colts break their huddle. They're back out on the field. Lexington still getting some instruction here from Coach Soliday and Coach Gerhardt in the huddle. Looks like uh, Hudson Moore just got a little tape or maybe re-taped on his elbow there, on his left elbow. He's coming off anyways. So second and seven from the Colt 38-yard line. Minutemen out. They'll have two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol. It's Carson Berry behind him. Baden Forup comes in motion from the 38-yard line. Pauly takes the snap. They'll give Carson Berry up the middle. He's to the 30, through a hole. 25-20, 15, he's gone. 10-5, touchdown, Minutemen. Carson Berry does it again for the third time tonight. 
and his burst is just incredible. Once he gets through that, once he gets through to the second level, he's hard to catch. I mean, there's not many people in the area that are going to be able to run him down with a head of steam. And he just reads the field so well. He gets through that first hole at the line of scrimmage, and he knows exactly which direction to go after that. And it's resulting in a phenomenal stat line for uh, Carson so far this year. He's got eight touchdowns now on the wow. year in three weeks. And this game's not even half over as the extra point by Will Perkins is good again. He's now six for seven on the year from extra points in just two weeks. And the Minutemen extend that lead, 28 to six, 140 to go in the second quarter. Let's see here. I can give you Carson's stats here just from the first half alone. Uh, my phone wants to cooperate with. So let's see here. Carson on the half, 13 carries, 128 yards, and three touchdowns. Averaging almost 10 yards a carry. Unbelievable. I mean, just incredible. I mean, and even uh, Cole Pauley, he's 7 of 11 for 133 and a touchdown of his own. So, I mean, the Minutemen really just clicking on both, I mean, with the pass and the run yeah. right now. They're doing it all. Well, and defensively, too, Nick, they have just decided this week they're just going to go – you know, all out, pin their ears back. They're going after Skoog, and Absolutely. it has just made the Clear Fork offense uncomfortable. And, in fact, the one touchdown Clear Fork has was on a couple of busted plays. Yeah. They have really been uncomfortable tonight. The Minutemen looking great as Will Perkins runs up and boots it. This is going to be a short one. They're trying to fool the Colts. This is going to bounce, and they're going to have to get on it and go down at the 22-yard line. As the Colts were scrambling to get to that one over there on the far sideline, that was dangerous. Yeah. Because, yeah, the Colts really weren't ready for it. I mean, had the Minutemen had another second or two, they would have they had that football. Yeah. Either way, pretty good defensive field position, honestly, even as short of a kick as that was because the Colts weren't able to return it. They're going to start at their own 24-yard line, first and 10. Skoog in the shotgun. He's got three wide to the left, two to the right. Takes the snap, throws far sideline. It's caught on the sideline. And about a nine-yard gain over there by Jay Jackson, who is the leading receiver tonight for the Colts. He has their lone touchdown. Second and one coming up for the Colts here, but more importantly, the clock is running, Nick. 1.15 to go first quarter, or first half, excuse me. Five wide again, Skoog back to pass. The same exact play, but this time Jackson drops it. It's going to be third down, and now you're in dangerous territory yeah. here, Nick, because if you throw an incomplete pass, the Minutemen have a, an entire minute to score again. Well, and even if the Minutemen stuff the Colts here, I would imagine Coach Gerhardt's going to call that last timeout to stop the clock and try to get the ball back with a minute to go. I, I would agree with that, probably, Nick. I mean, we'll see as... Clear Fork goes five wide again. Skoog back to pass. Same play again, and it's wow. caught as it went through <laughs> the hands of the intended receiver, who was Luke Schlosser, and thankfully right behind Schlosser was Jay Jackson, who was aware enough to catch it for a first down on the far sideline. And now the Colts going to take their time while also trying to take a couple shots here. Five wide again. Skoog back to pass. Down the far sideline. This one's over the head of Jackson. Incomplete with 52 seconds left. Man, and the Minutemen just look so good here. 
as for whatever reason, Nick, the clock was stopped and Lexington took their last time out. So maybe go, uh, Coach Gerhardt saw something that he didn't like. Maybe he's anticipating something here from the Colts that he uh, wanted to make sure that the Minutemen were ready for. But when I think – I mean, the last couple plays, they've been setting up that hitch. So maybe, maybe Coach Gerhardt's telling them, watch for this hitch and go because yep. they've been setting it up here the last couple plays. Well, and also, if you're ready for it, Nick, you might be able to undercut that route if they do throw another little curl over on the sideline. You might get a pick six, but I think you're right. It's probably just warning them. to, And they do put Scotty Roush back here. But I, if I were the minute, man, I'd be aggressive here and try yeah. to try to come across and pick off one of these short passes because the Colts have ran the same play four plays in a row. Second and 10 from their own 39-yard line, 52 seconds to go first half. They'll have five wide. Skoog takes the shotgun snap, pump fakes, and Nick was right. They run a little hitch and go, and back there to pick it off is Scotty Roush. He's to the 35-40, and he's going to break a tackle 45, and he's out of bounds near midfield, but we've got a flag back here. It's going to be the Minutemen on the return, but they're still going to have the turnover with 40 seconds left. We'll see what they do here. I'm, If it were me, to be quite honest with you, uh, Nick, I'm feeling good. I'm taking a shot here. Oh, I, absolutely. I do not concede and go into halftime without taking a shot here. Yeah, no, no way. I mean, you definitely, you definitely take a shot. So, with 40 seconds left, it's going to be first and 10 minute men. And the penalty yardage is still being marked off. And the minute men will start at their own 28 yard line. They come out. They'll have two wide to the right, one to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol with a single back. It's Carson Berry. From their own 28, first and 10. Pauly takes the snap. They'll give Carson Berry off the right side, and he just got tripped up before he could really get his momentum going. He'll get a yard out to the 30. 30 seconds left. They're going to hurry up here. They're going to maybe try something. And maybe now they're going to let the clock yep, run out. They're just going to go to half. I mean, I'd take a shot yeah. here. I'd, I mean, you win either yeah. way, but with the way you're playing, you might – Take you that might momentum. Get something, but uh, yeah, they're just going to hold the ball, and that's how we're going to go into half. Utter domination here by the Lexington Minutemen at home, as they lead the Clear Fork Colts twenty-eight to six after one half. Man, it is a beautiful sight to see as the Minutemen trying to go above five hundred after the third week of the season for the first time since two thousand and fifteen. And uh, right now, they are well on their way to doing it. 28-6, Minutemen in the lead at half over Clear Fork. When we come back, we'll have scores from around North Central Ohio. We will uh, have stats from the first half. Nick will paint a picture of this one, but it's, it's pretty simple. It's just been all Lexington tonight here at home. And uh, we'll get you set up for second half action. Minutemen 28, Clear Fork 6 on fearthevillage.com. VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. 
Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at vsbnradio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, I thought Lexington had a great shot to win tonight, but I didn't expect them to be up 28-6 to at halftime here at home on fearthevillage.com. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. Glad to be along with you. 
as uh, hopefully we don't have another repeat of last year and uh, hopefully Lexington can get out of here with a big win and improve to 2-1 and one this year. But they've still got a whole half of football to play, but got a 22-point lead advantage to do it. Uh, let's check some scores from around North Central Ohio. Of course, you can always get scores on uh, vsbnradio.com. Ontario leading Smithville 7-0 at halftime. Mapleton, 32, Rittman nothing at half. Hillsdale looking to bounce back after a loss to Lucas last week. They lead Loudonville 7-6 at half. Gibsonburg at halftime leads Mohawk 14-6. It's Buckeye Valley 14, Mount Vernon 7. North uh, Canton Hoover leads Mansfield Senior 17-7. That game's at halftime. Also at halftime, Northmore leads Bucyrus 10-0. Ashland trailing at half, but they are on the board. They trail Tees Valley 13-7. As we have a phenomenal saxophone uh, solo here with the Clear Fork Band. Man, he's he's hooked up to the amp and everything. Man, the, that was the power sax, baby. <laughs> Anyways, back to the scores. Olmstead falls 14, Norwalk 13. Fredericktown leads Utica 14-0. So after taking a beat down by Clear Fork week one, Fredericktown looking to go 2-1. and one. Good for them. Uh, Monroeville tied with Margareta at halftime at 14. It's Shelby 27, Bellevue 19. Mount Gilead leads Elgin 31-24. Lucas all over Winford 28-0. It is North Union 27, Danville 7. Galleon shutting out Upper Sandusky 10-0. Fort Clinton 14, Sandusky Perkins 7. Buckeye Central 20, Ridgemont 0. Worcester looking to uh, get above 500 as they lead... Now as the uh, scoreboard refreshes on me here, Worcester leads Louisville 10-0 at half. It is River Valley 20, Highland 14, West Holmes 20, Orville 15, Cardinal Stritch 20, South Central 7. It is Norwalk St. Paul 21, Tiffin Calvert 7, Carey 30, Waite 6, Colonel Crawford all over Cardington 42-6 in the second quarter. Yikes. Whitehall Yearling, uh, Marion Pleasant going down there and trailing 20-6. Newark 6, Marion Harding 0. That's a barn burner. Sandusky trailing Fremont Ross 14 to 12. And we don't have a score from Plymouth, although the Big Red looking to go 3 and 0. Oh. I'm sorry, I missed the Mansfield score. What's the score out in Canton? North Canton Hoover leads that one at half 17 to 7. Okay. So you got a good game out yeah. there at, uh, at Hoover. As uh, Senior High looking to go 3 and 0. Oh, but tough test here as they had to pick one up this week. They were originally supposed to play Lima Senior. And that game got dropped. So they're at Hoover now. When we come back, we'll have stats from the first half, and uh, we'll get Nick's keys to the second half as Lexington leads it over Clear Fork here at home, 28-6 at halftime on fearthevillage.com. VSBNradio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNradio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com. 
featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. 28 to 6 here at halftime as uh, I enjoy one of Heather Polly's uh, brown sugar cashew cookies. Man. She needs to open a bakery. We said yeah. this last year and probably the year before. What was it? What did we name it? Polly's Pastries? Polly's yeah, something. I don't know. We had happen. a brilliant name for it. Yeah. Now I forget. It's, she probably opened one without telling us, and she's a millionaire now. Yeah. But as long as we keep getting free baked goods every halftime, I'll, uh, I don't need the royalties. Uh, 28 to 6, Lexington all over the Clear Fork Colts. Really similar to last year, Nick. They yeah. just didn't finish last year. So, But the Lexington Minutemen have already scored more points than they did total in that game last year. So collapsing tonight, while it is still possible, is going to be much harder 
to do than last year because they're in a much better position uh, even than last year at this time in the game. So uh, Nick's going to sort of paint a picture here for you, but really it's just been uh, Lexington all the way. That's all there is to it, and most of the clear fork yards came on their one scoring drive. Yeah. Outside of that, they've done nothing. Nick? Yeah, so, I mean, the minute, like Corey said, the Minutemen just kind of all over the place on defense, and they're really, I mean, they're just dominating on the offensive side of the ball. The O-line is making, I mean, they're playing great. They're getting a lot of push off the ball. They're, they're creating holes for Carson Berry, and, he, and he's just finding them, and he's been gone. I mean, he's got three touchdowns in the first half alone, but total offense here for the Minutemen, 253 yards of total offense, uh, 120 of those on the ground and 133 through the air. Clear Fork with only 101 yards of total offense. But ironically enough, normally Clear Fork's getting a lot of their work done on the ground. Only five yards on the ground for Clear Fork in the first half, so having to do a lot through the air, but that's mainly just because they're getting stuck behind the sticks. But, uh, I mean, 44 of those 96 passing yards were on one play, so really only 54 yards of offense through the air other than the one play for the Colts. Uh, the Minutemen are just um, dominating up and down the field. Time of possession, Minutemen own that, uh, 13 to 10. Uh, first downs, Lex has five first downs. Uh, five on the ground, three through the air. N really not a lot of penalties for either side. There's been three for each team in the first half. Um, let me see here. I can give you some. Uh, Victor Scoo, he's 5 of 10, 96 yards, the one touchdown and the one interception. Cole Pauley, 7 of 11 for 133 and a touchdown of his own. Uh, and then Carson Berry, once again, he's just doing it for the Minutemen in that first half. 14 carries, 130 yards, and three touchdowns. They're averaging almost nine and a half a clip. He's really just running hard, and there's a couple times we think he gets bottled up, and then he just breaks through and picks up more yardage. I mean, he's really playing hard. Uh, on the receiving end, Caden Eichler has five catches for 64 yards. Uh, Carter Newman, one catch for 48 yards on that nice strike through the middle of the field on third and long. And then Mason Green coming out of the backfield, ran a nice little flat route. Uh, one catch for 21 yards and then had the touchdown, had the leap a clear fork defender to get in there, but able to score there for his first varsity touchdown tonight. So, But, I mean, the Minutemen are just really flying around on defense. They're, they're wrapping up. They're hitting hard. Uh, they forced a couple turnovers. Uh, Lex is just doing everything tonight in this, in this first half. You're keeping track at home, by the way. The Minutemen will go on the road next week to Mount Vernon, down to the Hive to take on the Yellow Jackets. And uh, we'll be on the call of that one at 640. And hopefully we'll be doing it with a 2-1 Lexington team. As they've just got to go, 24 more minutes. Get out of here with a win, Nick. They yep. look good so far, though. 28-6, they've got the lead at halftime here over the Clear Fork Colts. We'll take one final break, maybe come back and give you a couple more score updates, and we'll have second-half action here from Lexington on fearthevillage.com. VSBNradio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at vsbnradio.com. Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. 
A Material Girl Clothing Boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen uniforms on fearthevillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football. Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Getting set for second half action as the Minutemen down off to our left, getting warmed up for the second half, and the Clear Fork Colts taking the field now as they uh, enter the stadium on uh, the north side. And they'll probably put a couple of minutes back on the clock here, Nick, so both teams can get stretched out. we got just about three minutes until second half action. Nick, what are your keys to uh, – doing the opposite of what Lexington did last year against Clear Fork. How do they get out of here with this win and, and – 
preferably, how do they do it convincingly? Yeah, you just took the words right out of my mouth. First off, just don't have a repeat of last year. I think the Minutemen really have to just keep applying the pressure uh, on, on offense and defense. The, the defensive line is getting great pressure on Victor Skoog, making him very uncomfortable in the backfield. I mean, every time he's trying to drop back and pass, it looks like he's got to roll out and try and create something out of nothing. So Minutemen really have to keep up the pressure on the defensive side of the ball and then just keep doing what you're doing on offense. Don't change anything. Don't come out here and think you need to do anything special. Just keep doing what the Minutemen do, and that's run the football and then throw some play action in there. Uh, as, as we see Cole down here warming up again, I, I really liked how much he was throwing the ball in the first half, a lot of play action, and a couple easy throws to get him just loose and warmed up. Got a couple easy hitches to Caden to really start the game open. And then, I mean, he had a couple deep shots, one to Carter and then the one little dinker to Mason. But uh, I think you really just have to keep <clears throat> applying the pressure on both sides of the football right now. Taking a look around the OCC one more time before we start the second half. Uh, Mansfield trailing North Canton Hoover up in Canton, 17-7. Uh, to 7. You can hear that game over on GoTigers.com. Nick Michaels on the call. Uh, Mount Vernon trailing Buckeye Valley, 14-7. to 7. It is... Tees Valley over Ashland, 13-7. Ashland in danger of going 0-3 to start the season. Uh, and they've got some tough games coming up in the OCC, and the more we watch Lexington, the more it looks like that's going to be a tough one for Ashland in week uh, eight. And that game will be here this year, Nick. So mm -hmm. Ashland really in danger. They've got to play their full OCC schedule still, and they may be doing it starting out 0-3. That is... <laughs> That That's is going to be tough sledding for the Arrows. Uh, Worcester uh, hanging on over Louisville at the moment, 10-0. And West Holmes for the first time this year kind of struggling at home against Orville, 20-15. Oh, wow. Hmm. While we have one minute here, we'll take a quick look at the MOAC. Uh, Shelby does have that lead still on Bellevue, 27-19. Ontario leading Smithville, 7-0. It's Galleon 10, Upper Sandusky 0. Whitehall Yearling extending their lead over Marion Pleasant, 33-6. Pleasant in danger of going 0-3. River Valley looking to go 3-0. They lead Highland 20-14. And Marion Harding leads Newark finally, 7-6. So... The Minutemen will get set to kick. Will Perkins is going to do it for the Minutemen. Ideally here, you get Clear Fork off the field quickly and get the ball back. You're liking where you're at. But uh, if you let Clear Fork march down here and score somehow, then we've got a ball game all of a sudden. As uh, just waiting for the teams to take the field. And still waiting. <laughs> this is not something we're used to yet uh, this year, Nick, because first couple of weeks, everybody's been out on the field well in advance of the clock being set to 12 minutes. Not tonight. Everybody's taking their good old time. And now the Minutemen ran out to kick the ball off. They're on the wrong end of the field. So they're going to they're gonna have to run to the other end and kick it off. 
Now we're set. Teams are on the correct end of the field. Lexington's going to kick it from north to south, or as we see it, right to left from up here in the press boxes. A.J. Young now has the golf cart on the sideline. That uh, <laughs> Whipping it around. Might, might not be a good thing. All of a sudden, it looks like that thing's going a little faster than usual. <laughs> as Perkins has it up on the tee at the 40, he's going to run up and boot it. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. Second half action, clear fork and Lex from the 10 to the 15, 20, 25, 30. And over the 30, out near the 35, still chugging, wow. and out to the 36-yard line, Nick. It's a great return. Colts are going to return it. And as he has all night, another good return by Tristan Robison. That'll set up great field position to start the second half for the Colts. They'll have it at their own 36-yard line. 11.52 to go, third quarter. Minutemen 28, clear fork 6. We'll see if the Minutemen can stay strong defensively here and put this game away early in the second half. As it felt like halftime was an hour long. Yeah, it felt Nick. longer than usual. Skoog takes the shotgun snap. He'll keep it on the option. He'll run forward to the 40, and he'll gain four on first down. Second and six coming up. As Skoog... Whether through the air or on his own feet has been really the whole offense tonight for the Colts. Every other run they do, every other run they have, or anybody else that runs the ball has had virtually no success. As they'll go five wide this time. And the shotgun by himself. Scoot takes the snap, throws a little slant route, and it's caught. And getting out near the 45. Was that Jackson, Nick? I think yes, it, was. it was. Jay Jackson. And it'll set up third and one, third and a long one. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big stand for the Minutemen. If they can come out right after halftime and get a three and out and get that offense the ball right out the gate, that I mean, that's obviously ideal. They'll go two wide receivers to each side, a tight end on the right side. Third and one from the 45. As Skoog takes the snap, hands off a little end around, and bursting through and into the secondary down to the 37-yard line was Luke Schlosser off the little end around there, Nick, and a big first down on third and one. Yeah, and it looked like the Minutemen had it bottled up there on that right-hand side, and then he was able to find a hole right up the seam. So that'll get the Colts moving here. And we'll see what this Lex defense does and how they respond. Can't get too comfortable. And another touchdown and maybe a two-point conversion and Clear Fork's right back in this thing. Skoog going to have three wide this time. No, four wide, one tight end. He sends a man in motion, takes the snap. They'll run the same exact play, but this time to the left side, getting outside and near the sideline, and we're going to have a horse collar tackle. And on the carry, that was Devin Freeman over there on the far sideline and a horse collar. I didn't see who made the tackle, but that's going to be another penalty. And add some more yardage onto the end of that play for the Colts. And the Minutemen really looking like they've uh, gotten a little comfortable over the halftime break defensively. So it'll be 15 yards from the end of the run. So they get the seven or eight yards on the run and then 15 more. And that's going to put the Colts in the red zone. Yeah, all the way down to the 16. So, not the start you wanted for the Lex defense, but uh, 
There is a, a, such a thing, Nick, as bend but don't break, and we'll yep. see if the Minutemen can do that here. And Clear Fork has shown no interest in going for field goals tonight, so you've got uh, you've got some time and space to stop them, but it needs to happen now. Scoog going to go five wide. And the shotgun sends a man in motion, fakes the give. He's going to throw, middle of the end zone. It is caught in stride. And the Colts come out focused and ready to go as Milo Bergholder is going to catch that 16 yards, streaking right down the middle of the field into the end zone. And Milo, a big kid. He is a big kid, Nick. And uh, he's only a sophomore, 6'3", almost 200 pounds, Oof. sophomore. So we'll be seeing him for the next few years. And it looks like they're going to go yeah. for the two here, which clearly and still, even after a touchdown, you could gain some momentum back here by stopping him. Scoog going to go with five wide. Inevitably, he's going to send a man in motion, and he does that now. Takes the snap, they'll give, and the Minutemen are going to wrap this up and stop it. And any momentum Clear Fork just had, they might have lost right there as they did get in the end zone, but they only get the six, and they still trail it by 16, 28 to 12. And there's 9.55 to go third quarter. We'll take a quick break on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872. And as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Well, Clear Fork comes right out of halftime and gets on the board quickly. In just two minutes and five seconds, Nick will have the uh, – now he can give it, go ahead and give us the drive yeah, it, recap now. I mean, it was just a quick five-play drive. Uh, a, a lot of it, though, was on that 15-yard that horse collar yeah, penalty that really big. was a big one for the Minutemen. But, yeah, I mean, there was a big 18-yard run – uh, by Devin Freeman, which also included that 15-yarder. So yep. that really was the, the nail in that drive for the Clear Fork Colts. Drew Blauser kicks it deep, and not very deep. Carson Berry takes it from the 20, 25. He's trying to get outside on the near side to the 30, and good field position for the Minutemen. As they try to respond here, they lead it by 16. Great field position for the Minutemen again. 9.49 to go in the third quarter. And really, Nick, that touchdown the Colts just scored puts a damper on any hopes of having a running clock here in the second mm -hmm. half, at least for the moment. But, you're, I mean, you're hoping Lex could get a stop there and get into the end zone and maybe go for two and get this up to 30. They come out from their own 30, two wide, one to each side in the pistol, and a bunch of minute men win early. Something was off there, but so many of them went early. I'm not sure if the snap was just off or if the Minutemen had the wrong snap count. Might have been one of those situations where they're waiting on the center to snap the ball and everybody moved but him, but not a good start to the second half for no. the Minutemen. They give up a touchdown, and now before they even run a play, they have a false start. But 
See what they can do here. First and 15 from the 25. Cole Pauly in the pistol. They'll send two to the right. He's going to give Carson Berry off the right side. He's bottled up, but trying to get out of there, and he can't back to the 20. Another five-yard loss, so they get a penalty, and then they lose five, Nick. Second and 20 coming up, and this is it's, – it's early, but this yeah. is so far very reminiscent of that game last year at the Valley. They just – the Minutemen did not come out to start the second half very well last year, and here we are again tonight, 28-12. to 12. 9.20 to go, third quarter. But it's second and 20. They only gave him a loss of three on that, actually. And you're right, Nick. Well, well second and 19, and half, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so second and 19. Cole Pauly takes the shotgun snap with three wide, flings it out towards the sidelines. Got his man, it's Carter Newman. He's going to get out near a first down after he spun out of the first tackle and ran up the sideline and got out near the 40. And that wasn't anything crazy, just a little another hitch route that Carter Newman made a great spin to the outside, able to pick well, up almost the first down. And where the Minutemen are able to run plays like that at the high school level effectively is the fact that Cole Pauly can whip it out there. Yes. Most quarterback, most QBs at this level can't do that, so they really have an advantage out there on the edge because he can get it out there so quickly. So third and two, a good second down play there. They'll send Roush and Mason Thomas off to the left. One wide receiver off to the right. Cole Pauly in a single back pistol. Takes the snap. Give Carson Berry. Ooh, He's was... going to be wrapped up, but he's still fighting. He's still pushing. We'll see where they give him forward progress to, and he's going to be, be a half a yard short. So he got a yard and a half. He needed two, and it's going to set up fourth and a half a yard. We'll see what the Minutemen do here. I don't want to go. Looks like they're going to send on the punt unit. And Caden Eichler going to punt this one away. They did go for it earlier, Nick, and got the first down, and then on the next play went for 50 yards. Yep. But uh, this time they're going to punt, or at least line up like they're going to punt. Maybe they've got something up their sleeve. As Clear Fork does have three men back, which gives you an advantage on the line of scrimmage here. But they'll snap it back. A great one by Schwander Gets it to Caden Eichler. A booming high punt. This is going to bounce at the 30 oh. and go off the back of Cohen Moore. <laughs> And that's where it'll land. And that would have been a great Minuteman bounce, but it just happened to hit Cohen right in the back. <laughs> Still not a horrible punt. No. What did you give Caden on that uh, one, 31? Yeah. Really the thing there, though, that was impressive was the height. Yeah. I mean, he did not let Clearfork have any chance of returning that. But all things considered and uh, relatively speaking, Clearfork has decent field position here again. Yeah, we only took two minutes off the clock there, so a tough drive there from Lex. So 7.24 to go, third quarter, 28-12. Minute men on top, but Clear Fork has the ball and some momentum here. They've got four wide. They'll send a man in motion. Skoog going to fake the handoff, keeps it up the middle. He's going to get out into the secondary. He's across midfield, down the far sideline. He's to the 40, tries to cut Ooh. back, and he is absolutely leveled by Caden Eichler. My goodness. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it was after a 30-yard gain and a first down, but my goodness, Caden Eichler came up not in a very good mood on that play. Absolutely and not. And he just picked him up and body slammed him, basically. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Caden squared up on him and leveled him. Unfortunately, though, Nick, like I said, that was a gain of 29 for Skoog, and it's first and 10 at the Lex 41. 
Skug going to send a man in motion with five wide. Fakes the give this time. Throws down the middle of the field. He's got a man. And it's going to be a first down now down near the 22. And catching that one was Larry Fermi. I believe that's his second catch of the night. Yep. And another first down. And this looks and feels just like last year, Nick. Getting some momentum here. It's like Clear Fork just all of a sudden knows what they're play. doing now. <laughs> I, I well, Lex here uh, backed up. Ben don't break mentality once again. Four wide, two to each side. They're going to stick with that formation, one tight end. They'll send a man in motion. Skoog takes a snap, hands it off on a little end around, and that one finally going nowhere. Good play for the Minutemen there. Was, uh, getting that carry was Tristan Robison. And it'll set up second and nine. And here's where this is the play right here, Nick. You need something where you get into the backfield, maybe stuff them for a loss of one. As that last carry, they actually gave him two there, so second and eight. But you, this is the key play. If you let them have five or six here, it's going to be tough to stop them on third down. They're going to go back to that power pistol now, and it's really oh a power pistol as they don't have any wide receivers. Skook takes the snap, pitches it out left side, and the Minutemen are going to bottle it up. And it's only going to be a gain of about one. Third and seven coming up. Great defense there by the Minutemen. It, it looked like a hole was going to open up on the left side there, Nick. Yeah, that is just a crazy formation. I mean, so compact and a lot of big bodies in there just trying to get a push. So a huge play here for the Minuteman defense with 5.20 to go in the third quarter. It's 28 to 12, but Clear Fork threatening. It's third and seven at the Lex 19-yard line. The power pistol again. As Skoog going to take the snap. He pitches it right. He's going to, wow, the running back there squeaks through a hole and gets out to the right side, cuts back into the middle, and gets inside the 10 for another first down. And that was Robison again, or Robison, excuse me. All the way down to the eight-yard line. And the way that Scoop just kind of pitches that thing, it's really weird. Because it's kind of hard to pick up on in a way. It's it's not your traditional little option pitch out. Yeah, it's, it's super low and just it's hard to see. It's almost like a handoff but in a pitch version as he does it again to the left side. Robinson sneaks through and into the end zone off the left side. And, Nick, we uh -oh. have a ball game here at Lex. If there is a bright side, though, this clock is moving right now. I mean, 435 left in the third already. Clearfark chewed up another four minutes on that, well, three minutes on that drive. So that that is definitely going to be a factor moving forward. But in order for it to be a factor, Lex is going to have to pick up first downs and keep those chains moving. Yeah, ideally, if you're Lex, you got to take this next possession and at least get into the fourth quarter with it. Yeah. 28-18, Clearfork going for two again. Lex stopped him last time. Skoog in the power uh, power pistol formation is what we're going to call it. That's what I've been calling it all night. And Wow, on a two-point conversion, Lexington's going to take a timeout here. Probably just trying to rally the troops together, too. Like, hey, guys, we well, got to And Corbin Green... Is huddling to the huddle, or he's uh, limping to the huddle. I'm not sure Corbin's going to be a factor at all the rest of this game, and I'm not even sure he's been in. I know on that first possession, Mason Green was in there quite a bit in that fullback spot, if you want to call it that. 
and the pistol. And I'm not sure Corbin's really going to be uh, any type of factor again tonight. So that's huge for the Minutemen. Now Mason Green has played well tonight. He had his first career touchdown earlier on a pass out of the backfield. But, I mean, Corbin just gives you so much on both sides of the ball and special teams. And to see him kind of limping around here, it doesn't look like he's really engaged not in a bad way, but it doesn't look like he's even ready to go into the game. He's kind of standing off down here out of the way. Yeah. Not like in, in a poor attitude kind of way, but just as in like, you know, I'm not going back in. I'm going to stay out of the way over here. So here we go. Colts going for two in the power pistol. Skoog takes the snap. He will fake the give. They're going to throw. Corner of the end zone. It's wide open. And hanging on to it is Fermi, I believe. Or that was Larry Fermi. And Clearfork gets the two. We've got a ball game here on fearthevillage.com where Lexington's lead has shrunk down to eight. 28 to 20. We'll take a quick timeout. 435 to go. Third quarter on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at BP Electric of OA. Com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com. Well, Nick, something I didn't expect to say about uh, 15 minutes ago is we've got a ball game here at Lex. The Minutemen, 28-6 halftime lead, has now been cut down to 28-20. to Got an eight-point lead on the right side. They're about to get the ball back, but... Got to do something with it on this drive. They have got to kill this momentum. As Different kicker, too. Yeah, we've got a different kicker for the Colts. He gets it down to the eight. It's Carter Newman. He's going to cut it back across the field, and he's being chased by all kinds of Colts. He's going to be tackled back at the 10. And you can just hear the clear fork Colts sideline over there, and their fans are just really getting into this game. And a huge momentum shift as Carter Windsor kicked that ball Drilled deep. It. That was the best kick of the night. And as you said, he came in to kick that one as Drew Blauser's been getting most of the kickoffs tonight. Wow, the Minutemen are going to start at their own 10. And they are really facing some adversity now as they have an eight-point lead with 4.28 to go third quarter. They'll split off Mason Thomas to the right, Carter Newman to the left. They're going to send a couple of minute men in motion here. Cole Pauley in the pistol from the 10, first and 10, takes the snap, give. Carson Berry wrapped up in the backfield. He's going to lose a couple yards. And they'll give him a generous spot, forward progress to the 9, so he only lost a yard. Second and 11 coming up. As was, we're about to go under four minutes in the third here. And Bergholder was the one that shot through the line there. Lit that play up. As Baden Forup will come off, Mason Green will come off, Caden Eichler comes on, Scotty Roush and Carter Newman off to the left. Cole Pauley in a single back pistol, second and 11 from the nine. 
He takes the snap, gives Carson Berry off the left side this time. He's fighting through a hole, and he just about broke through there. He's going to get about four. But that sets up a tough third and about seven here for the Minutemen, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not the spot you want to be in. You do not want to go three and out here and then give all the Twice momentum back. Yeah, give all the momentum back, and especially – with Caden Eichler having to do the punting duties, he's going to be punting from deep inside his own field. So third and seven from the 14. Pauly with two to the right. He's got Baden four up on the left side at the tight end spot. From the 14, takes the pistol snap. Give Carson Berry off the right side. He's to the 15, 20. There's a flag down. He gets the first down, but we're going to have a hold most likely, Nick. And uh, we're going to have to bring it back and redo third down. Yeah, that was a great block out in front. But I believe it was Mason Green again. So put us all the way back to what the twelve. And, uh, Nick, I think it's going to be even further back oh, yeah. than that. It's uh, the seven, it looks Oof. like. So third down, third and 13. Third and 13 from their own seven. A huge play here for the Minutemen. They'll send two to the left. They're in the pistol. Cole Pauly from the seven. Takes the snap, fakes the give, throws near side. Carter Newman caught it. He's going to try to get outside, and he can. He's tackled back at the six. They lose a yard. And the Minutemen, again, are going to have to punt. And are we watching game tape from last year, Nick? This just feels eerily similar. Caden Eichler's going to go deep in his own end zone to get this punt away. He's standing a good six yards deep in his end zone. A couple of Colts are back to return this. They've got Logan Miller, no, excuse me, Aiden Perry back as well as Luke Schlosser, a good snap, an end-over-end punt. Going to go right to Miller at the 35, cuts far side, 30, 25, 20. There's a, an illegal block, two illegal blocks on the play, and down to the six-yard line. There are flags everywhere. There's three <laughs> flags on the play, and this is definitely coming back as Mason Green got blindsided there, and somebody else got blocked in the back on the far sideline. Thank goodness for that, too, because yeah. the Colts returned that. Miller returned that down to the seven. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of penalties on these, on this one. Yeah, we do have a blindside block, amongst other things. That's the only thing they're going to call, but you might be able to hear the Clear Fork uh, fans on the other side giving a little boo. 1.53 to go in the third, and it just seems like the clock cannot run fast enough for Lex here. So the penalty will put Clear Fork at the Lexington 30. Yeah. Still phenomenal field <laughs> exactly. position because the return was so good. Well, let's see what this Lex defense is made of right here. And this is where you're exactly right, Nick. We'll see what this Lex defense is all about as they're facing some serious adversity here as Skoog sends a man in motion, takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to keep it, and he's going to get a yard or two off the right side. 
Good stop there by the Minutemen. They'll give him two to about the 28-yard line. Second and eight coming up. And more importantly, Nick, the clock is rolling here, but should Lexington get behind, maybe you don't want the clock to run yeah. here. It's kind of a yeah, bittersweet exactly. thing. Exactly. I mean, for now, we're uh, in the lead by eight points, but uh, the clock can run as fast as it wants to right now. But we may not be saying that here as we get into the fourth quarter. Second and a long eight. Skoog with four wide. Two to each side, sends a man in motion, fakes the give. He's back to pass, looking, and he overshoots his man down the middle of the field as Jamarian Fagan there on the coverage. Good coverage by him as uh, I think Bergholder, yeah, it was Bergholder there, the intended receiver, and he overshot him by a mile. Yeah, that's the same play that Clearfork scored on earlier. And that'll set up third down and a huge third down here if you're a Minutemen fan. And like you said, that was great coverage by Jamarian Fagan up there up top. He was able to get underneath Bergholder and get in between him and the ball. So they'll go in this power pistol look. Skoog. Here comes a toss. He's going to have Schlosser behind him. Takes the snap, third and nine. And the Minutemen are in there as Nick was right. They tossed it back to Schlosser. And the Minutemen are everywhere on that play. They had a bunch of them in the backfield. Braden Mumaw was back there. And I think Quintero might have been in there as well. It's a huge stop. Absolutely huge And, and now Clearfork kind of in no man's land. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're obviously too far for your field goal, and it's, I mean, it's fourth and about 12 or 11. So, I mean, you, you probably go for it here because it'll be just as good as a punt or something like that. Interestingly enough here, Nick, Clear Fork's going to use a timeout. So that's interesting because now both teams have used one timeout. And in a game that seems to be getting closer by the minute, these teams might need those timeouts later on. Obviously, we'll uh, keep it right here through the timeout. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Clear Fork comes out in. I mean... It's, it's just a, it's a, you could either try and probably pin them deep with, with a punt. Well, one thing for sure here, Nick, if you get a stop, you can at least get to the fourth quarter, run this clock, and end this quarter. This this third quarter has just been, like, never-ending. You yeah. just If you're the Minutemen, you just want to get out of this third quarter. We'll see if they can do that here. Fourth and 12 coming up. And Clearfork going to go for it because, like Nick said, I mean, what else are you going to do here? Punt it for 10 yards? It's really – you're just kind of in a bad spot to do anything but go for it. As Skoog sends four wide, two to each side. He's got a running back this time with him, and he's going to go shotgun. Takes the snap, back to pass. He's getting pressured. He gets a pass off down the middle of the field. It is caught for a first down across the 15, leaning backwards and making a – Phenomenal backwards diving catch there was uh, Luke Schlosser. And that kid has just been everywhere tonight. And he ran right from the hip of Victor Skoog, right down the seam, right down the middle of the field. Wow, first and 10, clear fork in the red zone now, down to the Lex 19-yard line, 10 seconds to go third quarter as they try to get a man off the field late here. Five seconds left. We'll see if they run a play. They're in the power pistol. Skoog 
is going to get the snap off. He's back to pass. He's being flushed out of there. He throws end zone, overshoots his man, and that's a great way to end the third quarter for the Minutemen. So even though it was an ugly one, it ends on a positive note as Clear Fork's going to start second and 10 when we come back from the Lexington 19-yard line. We've got a ball game, 28-20. to 20. Lex leads it, heading into the fourth on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. And Nick, before we went into the break there, I misquoted the scoreboard which is easy to do here at Lex because they still have a bunch of light bulbs out. Clear Fork's actually got the ball at the Lex 14-yard line. It's second and 10. Still waiting on both teams to come out here. And we have got a heck of a fourth quarter in store for you. Glad to have you along here on bsbnradio.com. And we're ready to go. Skoog is going to have the Colts out. With five wide, three to the left, two to the right, a huge couple of plays coming up here for the Minuteman defense. From the 14, second and 10, Skoog sends a man in motion. He takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to throw. He throws corner of the end zone. It is caught. Wow, man. What a catch over there. Was that Schlosser again? Unbelievable, it was. I mean, that, that, that ball couldn't have been perfect. More perfect. Victor Skoog hit him right on the back shoulder where only Slauster could go get it. Cohen Moore was in great coverage. He was right in position. Wow. And who would have thought now, Nick, that two-point conversions would be the difference in this game as Clear Fork Quite is... literally. They've gone for two. They've completed one of them. And here they go to try, try and tie this ball game up. And, man, Nick, this this play right here really could be the difference by the end of this game. Skoog is going to have five wide, three to the left, two to the right. Takes the snap, fakes the give, throws end zone. Got him. Wow. Clear Fork has come back to tie this ball game up. 28 all. 11.54 to go, fourth quarter. We'll take a break on fearthevillage.com. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, uh, things just progressively keep getting more interesting here (laughs) at Lexington as 
Clear Fork has just chipped away and uh, have come back all the way down from 22 points to tie this ball game. <clears throat> With 11.54 to go. As Carter Windsor will get it teed up. And he'll kick it from right to left as we see it up here in the scoreboard, in the uh, press box, I should say. Kicks it deep. Eichler from the 10. He's going to bring it to the 15, 20. He's to the 25, cutting up the field, 30, and out near the 35. And we'll see if they give him the 35. Hopefully they do. And do we have a flag on the field? We do, Nick. It's a hold. There's going to be a hold, presumably on the Minutemen. And you can just see the energy of what this Clear Fork Colt defense out here. I mean, they're already yeah. out here ready to go, clapping their hands. I mean, they're fired up right now because they know they have Lex on the ropes. And it was a hold on the Minutemen, so things get even more interesting here as the Minutemen are going to start first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Cole Pauly is going to bring him out. Carter Newman on the near side, the only one split off. They've got two tight ends in the pistol. Cole Pauly with Carson Berry behind him. Takes the snap, gives Carson up the middle. He's going to be stuffed. He's still fighting, though, and we'll see where they mark him, and they're going to give him one yard, Nick, maybe two. And now they'll give him one. Second and nine coming up. Give him like one and a half. Pretty much, I'd call it two. Yeah, we'll call it two. Second and eight. Need, uh, regardless, the Lexington Minutemen need a score of any kind on this drive. They have got to run some clock and get into the end zone. Or, I mean, at the very least, you'll even take a Will Perkins field goal. They have not scored here in the second half. Second and eight from the 27. Moving men around here. Cole Pauly in the pistol. One split off to each side. He takes the snap. He'll fake the give. He's going to roll out. He's got a man. It is Mason Green. And he breaks a couple of tackles out here to the near sideline. And he's going to get a yard or two more. And this sets up an absolutely massive third down play for the Minutemen. And the last thing you want to do is give the ball back to Clear Fork already because their hot. offense, as hot as Lexington was in the first half, Clear Fork is matching that here in the second. It's going to be third, and we'll call it seven. Lexington has it at their own 28-yard line. A huge play here for the Minutemen. Need a first down. Kate Eichler going to go off to the left. Carter Newman off to the right. Mason Green in there on the left hip of Cole Pauly. Baden Forup moving around now on the line. And the pistol takes the snap, and did a clear fort Colt jump there, Nick, or was it a false start? I think they're going to get an encroachment. And that would be huge. It is going to be an encroachment. Man, who would have thought a penalty would be that's huge. just what the Minutemen <laughs> needed here? Yeah, I mean, that's five free yards to make it now a third and two, which is it's a lot more reasonable than that long third and seven. My goodness, Nick, you are uh, – Oh. Completely right about that. Third and two now. Minutemen at their own 33. Tied up now with the Colts. 28-28. Cole Pauly in the pistol. Two off to the left this time. Mason Green and Carson Berry in there. 
They'll take the snap, third and two, get it out. Kay Neichler can't make the shoestring catch in the slot. And now the Minutemen are going to bring on the punt team. As we check in, it's senior high in North Canton Hoover. The Tigers have taken the lead, 21 to 17. Wow. And Nick Michaels up there, I'm sure enjoying that one. Oh, you know he's loving it. A little bit of a, out of his comfort zone going up there to North Canton. Fourth and two. Great snap. Caden Eichler going to get this punt away. Wow. It is a fantastic punt. And Schlosser's going to catch it and be wrapped up and tackled all the way back near the 25 as the Minutemen just kept pushing him back and pushing him back. And we'll see where they spot him. They're going to give him forward progress all the way, I think, up to the 30. So that is where he was hit initially, but either way, Nick. Now the Minutemen are playing defense for the first time without the lead. It's tied at 28. 9.51 to go in the ballgame. Skoog brings the Colts out. He's going to have two wide to the right, two to the left. Huge defensive possession here for the Minutemen. Skoog sends a man in motion. He'll give it to him off the end around, and the Minutemen are going to bottle him up. There's Corbin Green. Off the right side there, Devin Freeman's going to get a yard. Maybe two. They'll give him two. And Corbin Green just fighting through the pain, Nick. I mean, he can barely walk, and yet he's coming up and making plays. Look at him. I yeah. mean, he's barely able to stand up, it looks like, but he's making plays when they need him. 9.20, clock is rolling. Second and eight. Clear fork at their own 32-yard line. Four wide again. Skoog in the backfield by himself. Sends a man in motion. Fakes the give this time up the middle. Minute men are going to bottle him up. And he might have lost a yard. We'll see where the uh, forward progress is marked. Is Corbin Green getting into it with uh, Larry Fermi down there? And Luckily, no call. Now the, the referee's <laughs> on notice now, though. As yeah. Corbin wasn't happy with whatever happened. Ah, he got pulled down by his shoulder pads. And, Nick, here we go, third and nine. They did lose a yard. Colts at their own 31-yard line, 8.40 to go. Clock is running. They've got five wide. Skoog in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's looking. He's back. He's throwing right side. It is caught for a first down on the sideline. It is Jay Jackson again over there right in front of the Colts bench. He's been Mr. Reliable for him. Coming in clutch a couple times. 8.30 to go. Ooh, that one, that's a big one. Because now this clock is just moving. So, speaking of moving, now 8.20 to go. And it is moving quickly. Skoog in the shotgun. He's got four wide, two to each side. First and 10 from the 41-yard line. Sends a man in motion. They will give it on an end around. Minutemen have it pretty well bottled up, and they'll get him for no gain. That was Tristan Robison. And they might give him a yard maybe, Nick. Maybe a half a yard, really. Yeah. So second, and we'll call it nine. Coming up for the Colts, 7.45 to go. You've got to get a stop here because the clock's running down so far that if Clear Fork scores here, Lex isn't going to have much time by the end of this possession. Yep. 
You do not want to give up a score here. Skoog with five wide this time. Second and nine. From the 41, takes the snap, flings it out right side in the flat. He's got a man. It's Fermi. He's going to get a first down over the 50-yard line down to the 45, and he had all kinds of room after he caught that ball. Just right out in the flat there. Yeah, there's just nobody out there. Oh, my goodness, Nick. This can't happen two years in a row in this fashion. Gain of 13. So they get to the Lex 45. It's first and 10. And we, folks, are officially under seven minutes to go in the ballgame. It's tied at 28. Clear Fork driving. Lex needs a stop here. Skoog in the shotgun. Sends a man in motion. Takes the snap. Fakes the give. Out here in the flat again. He's got his man. Minutemen had it bottled up, but somehow he gets out of there. And I believe that was Robison again. And he got five yards out of a play that looked like it was going for nothing. Second and five coming up. Yeah, Fagan was in position. It's a little bit of a little juke move there. Able to pick up five. 6.25 to go, fourth quarter. It's tied at 28 here at Lex. Clear Fork and Lex. Clear Fork with the football, second and five from the Lex 40. Skoog takes the shotgun snap, flings it out. Fermi again, he's got it, and he's going to be tackled after a four-yard gain. And, Nick, the play of the game is about to take place right here on this third and one. These flats are just, I mean, they're too open. There's, there's too much cushion up top, or, I mean, maybe we're just not rolling down, but and these flats have just been wide open with five, six yards of cushion. Third down and one yard to get for the Colts. They're at the Lex 36-yard line. 5.40 to go in the ballgame. Skoog in the shotgun, four wide. He's got a tight end in there. Takes the snap. He's going to run it off the left side himself. He is going to barely get the first down to the 34-yard line, a gain of two. And now the Minutemen will have to try again as Clear Fork gets a new set of downs. Good thing is you're not Clear Fork's not going to win this at least from this range with a field goal. So you've still got some, some space here to stop them. But the more they march down the field, the more clock they're killing. And if they do end up scoring here with like a minute left, oh. that's just going to be heartbreaking for the Minutemen. Yeah, this has been a very long drive from the Colts. First and 10 from the Lex 34. Skoog sends a man in motion. He's going to give it to him. Minute men are in there. They get it for a loss back at the 37. That is exactly what they need. They'll give him forward progress to the 36. Still, though, a loss of two, Nick. And for the first time, it seems like on this drive, the uh, Colts are going to be behind the chains on second down. And now <laughs> is Clear Fork the one uh, calling this time out, Nick? I think so. And that's also yeah. huge because now they only have one left with 4.46 to go. We'll take a quick break. It's 28 all, 4.46 to go, fourth quarter on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. 
If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020. This is former Minuteman Nick Lazier, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com. Well, this is Lexington's chance. They've got the Colts back to a second and 12 right here. The Colts at the Lex 36-yard line, certainly nowhere near field goal range. And the Minutemen need a big stop here. It's tied at 28 with 4.46 to go in the ballgame. Skoog with four wide in the shotgun, sends a man in motion. He'll fake the give. He's going to look and he's sacked! Back at the 45, it is Dwyer! Minutemen get in there just when they need it. And a huge play there by Matt Dwyer. Oh, man. Did we need that? And they'll they'll say that the hit was made at the 42. Third and forever. Third and 18. Wow. That was an absolutely massive play for the Minutemen. Third and 18 from the 42. Skoog, five wide, takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's getting pressured again. And the minute men get in there again. Twice in a row. And now Clear Fork's going to have to punt. Baden was in there. Dwyer was in there again. Just about every minute man that rushed was in there. And, And they were bringing a stunt on that. I mean, that was a great stunt. They brought the house. They have man coverage across the board. Skook had no shot. Unbelievable turn of events there. As the, the Colts were just marching down the field, and all of a sudden they take a timeout of their own, and yeah. Lex comes out looking like they're the ones that took the timeout. Drew Blauser will stand back at his own 40. He's going to have to punt this ball away, and he gets it out of there. It's a high one, and Roush is back. And Caden Eichler's there. He picks it up on the run to the 10, trying to get the edge, and he's going to go out at about the 11 or 12. So a good punt there by the Colts, good coverage, but the Minutemen do what they had to do. They got the ball back, and that was all you asked on that last possession. And they have not scored here in the second half, and there's 3.09 to go in the ballgame. They're due one right here. 3.09, two timeouts, plenty of time. I mean, you have your whole playbook at your disposal right now. I mean, the Lex is in a very good spot, despite being on their own 11-yard line. I mean, they have they have their whole playbook. So the Minutemen will have a a chance to win the game here. They've got the ball on their own 11-yard line, first and 10. They send a man on late. It's Mason Green who's hobbling on. Not sure what's happening there. They've got two wide to the left. In the pistol, first and 10, Pauly takes the snap. He's going to give Carson Berry off the left side, breaks a tackle, and he's carrying Colts out towards the 15-yard line. It looked like he might have a chance to break that one, Nick. It was close. He did get positive yards. Well, now it looks like the Minutemen are going to be down to their third-string fullback. Yeah, as uh, Owen Roth runs on the sophomore. As Mason Green hobbling. And and something that I not sure what happened. And something that I've just noticed, um, Jordan Byrice tonight. Yeah. I, I haven't even seen him dressed That's on the sideline. That's true, line. Nick. That's true. 
So second and seven. Minutemen have it at their own 14. And the pistol too wide to the left. Cole Pauly getting him organized. Takes the snap. Give Carson Berry off the left side. He's to the 15-20. We've got a flag down. He gets the first down, but there's going to be probably a hold out there on the edge. And a clear fork. Colt is down. And now getting up extremely slowly way over there on the far sideline is Logan Anderson. He must have taken a hit. He probably got caught on a crackback. He looks like he got the wind knocked out of him the way he's kind of hunched over. And he's going to go off the field immediately here as he was able to get up, so it's not a leg injury. I didn't hear the call, but it's on Lexington. Some type of illegal block, I'm sure, out there on the I think far yeah, sideline. I'm not sure. As Jamarian Fagan now getting stretched out down here. Man, the Minutemen cannot afford to lose anyone else. So it's going to set up third and 11, or excuse me, second and 11. From their own nine, Cole Pauly in the pistol, takes the snap, give Carson Berry. He's going to run it right into a pile of bodies and nothing going there, maybe gets a yard. And a massive third down play coming up here, Nick, because if you get the first down, that's great. If you don't, well, then you're going to have to give the ball back to Clear Fork with enough time left for them to score, and they're going to have good field position. Well, I think this might be the strategy is just run this clock as much as we possibly can. Clear do you risk throwing here? Or do I, you run the ball and play it safe, run some I'm, more clock I and punt? Because I'd imagine they run the ball here. Clear Fork's going to call timeout if they get the stop. Polly takes the pistol snap, back to pass. He's being rushed. He's oh, going to be sacked back at the one-yard oh, line. And that is the last thing as, a, as the Lexington, that's the last thing you'd want to see. Caden Riddle. Just snagged Cole Pauly with one arm and brought him down. Thank goodness the forward progress is up to the four. And we're under a minute left, Nick. The minute men are going to have to punt here. Caden Eichler deep in his own end zone. Need are a we... perfect snap. You need a perfect snap Who here. would have thought at halftime we'd be begging for overtime here? And Clearfork going to use their last timeout. Try to salvage some time on the clock. They've got 49 seconds left. So by the time Lexington punts this and everything unfolds, Pie should be about 40 seconds left. And well, uh, Clear Fork will not have any more timeouts. And you need an absolutely perfect snap. I mean, you, yeah. you there's no room for error at all. Now, because, if I'm Clear Fork <laughs> here, do you rush and I'm risk bring, a penalty just to, to possibly get the win? Or yes. because a penalty here... You definitely don't get the ball. No, after I, that. I, I think you totally bring the house on so this. So you one. risk, yes, going for the win, even, but also possibly getting a penalty well, and not getting the ball. Well, because even a fifteen yarder, it, the the, the minimum will still be short. That's true. So if I'm but clear the clock it, would correct. run too probably. Right. So no, it's going to be interesting. They I, do have I two returners back, and we'll see if they do. That's just me. Though. You think <laughs> if they're coming for it though, they'd only have one guy back because unexperienced in the back. I mean, now it doesn't look like they're in, yeah. in a formation to, to come in for it. Eichler standing way back on his own goal line. It's a good snap. Oh, no. And now what? A false start. And a false start on the Minutemen. Oh. And it was a good snap by Schwander, and he's a pretty good long snapper, but the more chances you give him down here naturally is a, just another chance to mess this snap up. Whew. All if right. you're nine Schwander here, just get the ball back. And Caden is literally, his heels are on yeah. the back line. 
Need a good snap. It is a good snap. Eichler's going to get it out of there. A nice end over end booming punt. Out to the 40. It's going to be returned to the 35. Cutting across near the field, near side. He's to the 30. There's going to be, a, I think, a block in the back here, Nick, though. That's really, that was huge for the Minutemen because now they just ran 12 seconds off the clock and Clear Fork's going to have a penalty that pushes them back here. So 37 seconds left is what we're going to have. But remember, Clear Fork has no timeouts. And this penalty is going to probably push him back somewhere near midfield. And if you're the Minutemen, you have to keep everything in front. You cannot afford anything deep down the seams or anything. you got to keep everything in front of you and just wrap up and make plays, keep the Colts inbounds. And it was holding on the Colts. And they're going to have the ball at their own 40-yard line, Nick. 37 seconds go. to go. Do we have a repeat of last year? Please. Oh, God, no. Please, no. All right. They're going to send five wide from the 40. No timeouts for the Colts, so you want to keep them in bounds if you're the Minutemen. Skoog in the shotgun by himself. Takes the snap. He's looking near side. He's got his man. The Minutemen get him in bounds, though. It's Bergholder at the 38. Minutemen keep him in bounds. Only a gain of three. Clock is rolling. 25 seconds left. They're still trying to get lined yeah, up at the 38-yard line. They're not going for a spike. They're running a play. 15 seconds left. Scoob by himself in the shotgun. Back to pass. Throws near side again. Bergholder incomplete. And it's going to set up third down with 10 seconds left. Fagan on him like a blanket. And Bergholder, I think, on that last play, got a little banged up. And on this, this play, I don't think he had any interest in even catching that ball. Here we go. 10 seconds remaining. Lex going to... Oh, what do we have here? I don't think they're going to take a timeout. The referees are trying to get something sorted out here. I think the ball... Oh, what do we have here, Nick? I don't know what's happening here. They're going to talk to Bergholder over here on the near sideline. We got some blood. I'm not sure. Well, if you're, and they're not going to make him leave the field. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> so here we go. Ten oh. seconds remaining. Oh my! Keep everything in front. I don't like not having anybody deep here. And now the. <laughs> what is going Lexington's on? Lexington's going to take oh, a timeout. Goodness with 10 seconds left. Actually, you know what, Nick? Did they, uh, a one second ran off the clock there. We'll hope nobody notices and they'll keep it at nine seconds. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> My goodness, Nick, if you would have told me at a halftime. This is the same, this is, this is a bad dream. It's a bad dream. Just reliving this from last year at the Colt Corral. Senior high with a fourth quarter 21-17 lead up at uh, Hoover. Over on GoTigers.com. Meanwhile here, we've got 10 seconds yeah. left, and it's a tie ball game here. So all kinds of good action for you tonight on VSBN Radio and the, uh, the various members of our website. Here we go, 10 seconds left. Skoog in the shotgun, five wide. 
from the 37, takes the snap, pump fakes, he's looking deep, it's deflected and intercepted! Here comes Hudson Moore, he's to the 35, he's getting outside 40, he's to the 50, can he outrun everybody? And no he can't, but he did pick it off, and the Minutemen force overtime. Oh, I Woo. thought we were going to have a Hudson oh, Moore man. touchdown. Can you imagine? Oh, my. He had one or two linemen to beat and just yeah. ran out of space over there. Oh. And now for the first time in the history of VSBN Lexington. Is it the first time? First time we have overtime. Yeah, he only oh, had a my. few. You're right, he only had a few to beat. Woo. I've got to, I, Nick, I need to calm down here. i got to catch my breath. We've got, uh, they put three minutes on the clock, sort of a little mini halftime for overtime. Oh. Now, Nick, it's been so long I remember the format of high school overtime, but I, you're going to have to bear with us here. It's very similar to college. Both teams will get a chance. No kickoffs. It's not like the NFL. As Cole Pauley stands out there to meet the two captains that come out from Clear Fork, and they'll try to explain the rules. This is new territory for Cole, too. Cole Pauley has never been the quarterback for an overtime game. A lot of close games over his... now in his third year as the starting quarterback, but no overtimes. Oh man, this is wild! What a what a roller coaster of a game. I mean, Lexington coming out, Lexington coming out, uh, just dominating in this first half. Yeah, I mean, Clear Fork had completely the opposite yeah. in the second. And then Clear Fork comes out here in this second half, just unbelievable. So, Let's see what happens here, Nick. Well, and now you're in the position where. You could end up relying on the leg of the young Will Perkins. It's possible. If it comes down to it. So, Nick, it looks like... Lex will be on defense first, uh, it appears. Yes. Which is exactly the position you yes. want to be in. You want to know what your offense yes. needs to do for you. Wild one here at Lex. <laughs> oh, this is fun. This is This is fun. By the way, Mansfield Sr. went up to Hoover and got the win, 21-17. The T.Y. Tigers are 3-0. Wow. I'm sure Nick loved every minute of that. Nick Michaels in the postgame show right now, actually, as a matter of fact, over on GoTigers.com. As the Clear Fork Colts will start with the ball at the 20-yard line. It's overtime, folks, and high school overtime is very intense. Both teams get the chance to have the ball. And like Nick said, though, here in first overtime, Lexington got the ball. They, they will get the ball second, so they'll know exactly what they have to do. Hopefully they can stop Clear Fork, and then all they have to do is score. And, Nick, we teased Will's dad, Ernie, <laughs> earlier tonight saying, hey, is Will going to win the game with a field goal this oh. week? And that is legitimately it, a possibility It, it could here. come down to that. 
And he's down here stretching. Ernie might need a loose. chair over next to us. <laughs> Skoog in the shotgun, five wide, first play of overtime, and he gets it out into the flat, and going nowhere is Larry Fermi. They'll give him a yard to the 19. Great first play there by the Minutemen. That's exactly how you want to start overtime. No time on the clock, Nick. <laughs> All untimed downs from here on out. Of course, you've got the play clock still as a factor, but here we go, second and eight. They actually gave him two on that. Skoog in the five wide shotgun. Takes the snap, back to pass, throwing into the end zone. It is caught in the corner of the end zone by Milo Bergholder. And it looked like Caden Eichler was just barely going to get there in the nick of time to tip that pass away, and he didn't. But now, Nick, this gets interesting because Clear Fork has not kicked an extra point tonight. Unless they did the first time and I missed. Think that, yeah, they missed the first one. So they're 0 for 1 on the night, I should say. They have not converted an extra point. Right. That's a better way to put it. And they will go for the extra point here. This could be the difference in the game. On to attempt the extra point, Carter Windsor. He's 0 for 1 tonight. Snap is good. Kick is good. Oh, it snuck through there. 35-28. Clear Fork has their first lead of the night after Lexington had a 28-6 lead at halftime. Oh, man. And uh, intentional grounding with Tyler Johnson may have to start late tonight. We're already approaching. We're after 9.30 now. And now Lexington's offense will come out. They have to score. They have to get the extra point. Maybe you go for two. I will see. Ooh. But either way, you got to get into the end zone here. As Cole Pauley trying to get something lined up here. They're going to go in the pistol. Two wide to the left. Cole Pauley in there. Corbin Green back in. Carson Berry behind Cole. First and 10 at the 20-yard line. Timeout, clear fork. Lexington hasn't even oh, run a play yet. Goodness. So that'll be their one timeout of the night. Or of the uh, overtime, I should say. Oh, Nick. I just. This is stressful. Victor Skoog through the air tonight has just been. Oh, second half, he's especially, been phenomenal. has been just great. Yeah. Some of these passes have just been on the money. And it's been to everybody. They don't uh, – they, they're putting on a similar performance to Shelby last week. They, everybody's catching the ball for clear fork, spreading the love. Nobody's dropping passes. And it, it's just crazy because the Minutemen are getting they, – they've gotten pressure all night. I mean, they, they were hitting Skoog every play, it felt like, in the first and in the second half. They're, I mean, it's just constant pressure, but clear fork is able to make plays. And, you know, I, I'd almost try and hit one of the tight ends down the seam. I know we haven't done it much at all. We haven't shown any plays. There was one play week one where we had Baden down the seam, and we just mm. overthrew it. Yep. So why not throw it here? Here we go. 
One wide to each side, first and 10 from the 20. Cole Pauly in the pistol. He'll give Carson Berry left side. He's bottled up. He's going to fight, but he's getting nowhere. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that is all. As Nick, I don't know if this is a good time to throw this in here, but Bellevue leading Shelby 45-40 in the fourth. Oh, wow. Ashland trailing Keys Valley 23-21 in the fourth. Lucas leading Winford 38-7. Here at Lex, it's 35-28 clear fork in the first overtime. Lexington has its second and nine at the 19-yard line. Got to get into the end zone or it's ball game. Worcester losing to Louisville now, 14-10. Pauly in the pistol, too wide to the right. Takes the snap, second and nine. He fumbles the snap. And Clear Fork may have gotten on it. That might be the ball game. And there's a flag down. If Lexington did get the ball back, that's going to be huge here, depending on who it's on. That might... Nick, either way, that's going to be... Uh... A defensive penalty most likely on Clear Fork, I think, Nick. Cole Pauly has the ball. It's not a turnover, and now you've got a penalty to sort out. This could be – And they're waving the flag. Are you kidding me? So what did they throw the flag for in the first place? I think they meant to throw the marker. I think they meant to throw their marker, and the the referee threw a flag instead, and they waved the flag off. Third down and 15 coming up for the Minutemen. (laughs) At their own 24-and-a-half-yard line. They have to get to at least the 10 for a first down. They're going to go three wide, two to the right, one to the left. Single back pistol. Cole Pauly, third and 15. Takes the snap. Back to pass. Looking. End zone. He's got a man down there, and it is incomplete. Batted away. It was in the hands of Caden Eichler. And knocked away, and we now have a fourth down coming up. I mean, that thing was in Caden's hands. And, folks, on fourth and 15, if the Minutemen do not convert here, we're going to have an extremely similar result to last year in the Valley. Oh, my goodness. Timeout, Lex. They'll use the one they have. Oh, man. I, I mean, I am just at a loss. Uh, that, that ball couldn't have been anywhere else. It was, like you said, it, it was right in Caden's hands. I think it was number nine on coverage. Yeah, it was Chase McCune on coverage. The senior made a great play on the ball. Now you come to, like you said, fourth and 14, do or die here. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing you can say. Fourth down. They've got to get 15 yards. Minutemen have it at the 24-and-a-half-yard line. Got to get to about the 10. Here we go. Corbin Green's going to limp on. He's going to try to finish this game and hopefully make a play here. Carter Newman off to the right. Caden Eichler off to the left. They're in the pistol. Cole Pauly, here's the ball game. Fourth and 15. Takes the snap. 
Pauly back to pass, looking. He's got Corbin. He's to the 20, trying to make a move. He's wrapped up. He's going to be brought down, and that's the game. And there's a flag down, Nick. Holding. And that is officially the ball game. Clear Fork scores 29 points in the second half and overtime. Lexington had 28 at half, and that's what they'll end with. They lose a heartbreaker and fall to one and two. 35 to 28 here in overtime. Absolutely heartbreaking. Two years in a row, that's what the odd thing is about this, Nick. Two years in a row, you have a 20-point lead at half. 20-plus point lead. And the Minutemen fall both times to the Colts. And I'm not sure what happened at halftime to the Colts, but they just flipped a switch apparently because they were not the same team in the second half offensively. They just couldn't do anything wrong. Colts will improve to two and one. Minutemen will fall to one and two. We'll have a quick 30 second timeout. We'll get you scores from North Central Ohio. We'll get you stats from tonight and we'll get out of here as the Minutemen lose an absolute heartbreaker here at home on fearthevillage.com. RFME wants you to know that not all insurance agencies are created equal. Some separate themselves by the experience and knowledge of their agents. Roby Foster Miller Eric, RFME, can trace its beginnings back to 1872, and as a group, their insurance professionals can point to over 130 years of insurance experience. Add to that the dozens of highly respected insurance companies that they represent, and you see why they are Mid-Ohio's insurance leader, RFME. This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Well... Uh, if you've been with us tonight, you already know that the Minutemen fall in a heartbreaker. 35-28 in overtime to the Clear Fork Colts, a uh, game that was very reminiscent of last year. And uh, the Minutemen fall to 1-2. and two. Clear Fork improves to 2-1. and one. Hi again, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. West Holmes is defeating Orville right now, 35-20. It's Tees Valley, 23. Ashland, 21. Monroeville, 41. Margareta, 28. It was Seneca East 62, Willard 28. Willard's long losing streak continues. Lucas all over Winford 38 to 7. Carey 69, Waite 6. Perkins 6, uh, Perkins excuse me 61, Port Clinton 20. Cardinal Stritch over South uh, Central 34 27. North Union 41, Danville 7. It was Fremont Ross all over Sandusky 40 18. Uh, Plymouth 22, Southern 6. Um, Whitehall Yearling 33, Pleasant 6, Colonel Crawford beats Cardington 65 to 6. Oh. Worcester squeaks out a last second win over Louisville 16 to 14. So Worcester improves to 2 and 1. Harding 33, Newark 6, Ridgemont falls to Buckeye Central 20 to 14. Galleon shuts out Upper Sandusky 31 to nothing. Wow. Bellevue beats Shelby 45-40. River Valley 35, Highland 21. River Valley now 3-0, the only undefeated team in the MOAC. Buckeye Valley beats Mount Vernon 21 to, or excuse me, 29 to 21. Olmstead falls over Norwalk 35-25.
Norwalk, St. Paul, 42. Tiffin Calvert, 19. Mount Gilead, 45. Elgin, 42. Mansfield Senior squeaks out a win over Hoover, 21-17 tonight, all the way up in Canton. Ontario gets a win over Smithville, 21-14. And uh, let's see, a few more here. Northmore shuts out Bucyrus and goes to 3-0, 25-0. Hillsdale, 20. Loudonville, 6. Mapleton, 47. Rittman, 6. Fredericktown, 28. Utica, 6. And Gibsonburg, 42. Mohawk, 12. Again, here at Lex tonight, it was Clear Fork 35, Lexington 28. In overtime, Minutemen get outscored 29 to nothing in the second half and fall in a heartbreaker. Nick has some stats, and I'm sure the first half of the oh second my. half are night and day differences, Nick. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, the Minutemen only overall only ended up with about 56 yards of total offense in that second half. So that clear four defense really came out fired up and ready to go right out the gate. Uh, Victor Skoog, he was uh, 17 of 26 for 222 yards, four touchdowns, and he threw two interceptions. Cole Pauley, 11 of 17 for 154 and a touchdown of his own. Um, let me see here. Skoog also had 15 carries for 14 yards. Uh, Carson Berry, 24 carries, 155 yards, and three touchdowns. So a good night for Carson Always consistent, someone you can lean on. But unfortunately, it just wasn't enough tonight. The Minutemen defense just kind of, they I mean, they couldn't stop anything in that second half. Skoog was able to do it through the air. They hit a couple big plays. Um, Lex made a great stand at the end of the first half, was able to get the pick to go to send it to overtime. Uh, came, out in the, came out in the overtime, had clear fork third and long, and Clear Fork was able to hit on a long touchdown pass. Uh, to That was ended up being the game-winning touchdown pass. Uh, but just night and day from both squads in that in the first and second half. I mean, it was just it, – it was incredible. Two years in a row, Lex dominates the first half and then just happens to, to fall in the second half. But, I mean, if you're the Minutemen, you really just have to keep your heads up. I, I know it's cliche to say – uh, two losses in a row, but now you go to Mount Vernon, a very winnable game going over there to Mount Vernon to the Hive to go play the Yellow Jackets. Uh, but, I mean, conference play starts. So these are the games that really start to matter in the conference picture. Uh, you're one and two after your non-conference games, but, I mean, you really got to keep your heads up and keep battling because you know Mount Vernon is going to come fired up, ready to go. Conference play is here. So now it's really time to strap it up and go. And you're right, Nick. The one good thing is you've got a chance to start OCC play on the right foot next week, yep. and uh, we'll do that at Mount Vernon. We'll have pregame coverage down there from the Hive at 640 as Lexington tries to rebound. Great job tonight on the sidelines by Rachel and Kayla Durbin. They've got tons of good content on social media for you right now, and uh, we'll have more as the night goes on. Tune in to Intentional Grounding coming up here in just a few minutes with Tyler Johnson, and he'll have uh, – all kinds of stuff tonight for you, including an interview with Shelby quarterback Marshall Shepard as uh, Shelby drops their first game of the year uh, tonight, 45-20. to 20. Back here at Lex, though, they lose a heartbreaker. Uh, one more thank you to Nick Lazier, my play-by-play -play guy, or my uh, color commentator, I should say, and my stat keeper. I'm Corey Durbin saying one final time, Lex drops a heartbreaker in overtime, 35, uh, excuse me, yes, 35-28. to 28 to the Clear Fork Colts. We'll talk to you next Friday night from the Hive in Mount Vernon at 640.
Have a good weekend, and uh, have a good Labor Day, everybody.